Welcome to another episode on the Fellowship of Fandoms podcast. Um, so on this episode, we talk canon, or we try to. I mean, in three hours, I think it was a little bit, a little bit over three hours. We talked maybe ten minutes of canon, but uh, but hey, you know, you know how that goes. Um, but yeah, I had the pleasure of hosting Pep or at Element Seven at underscore Element Seven. In all social media, he has his own podcast, Diet in the Force, which he hosts um, alongside Darth Choco. You can find that live every Saturday on YouTube and TikTok at 6 p.m. PST on that specific time. And uh, and yeah, you know, I was also on their previous episode or the, their latest episode, Talking Sheen Hattie. So um, you should check it out. We have fun. You know, we talk some Sheen Hattie. We talk some Balin Skull. Um, Star Wars video games. We have a good time, and I actually met um Element on London for a celebration as well, and we had a good time. And you know, we hung out, we had a blast, as we did tonight. And two things, um, were present in both. You know, there's a common factor here. Um, one Star Wars, obviously, and also alcohol. And I'm gonna um let you in on a little secret. This bottle was full. When I started doing the uh, the episode um, last week, so uh, I mean maybe that's the reason that it went on too long, or I don't want to say too long because we had a good time, but uh, so long, you know, because it, it, it's three hours. But I mean, you don't have to watch all of it. I mean, ten minutes, you're gonna have a good time. Um, an hour, you're gonna have even an even better time. The more you watch, the more you like, and the more you like, the happier you are, and the happier you are, you, you know what they say. But, uh, but yeah, thank you for being here. Um, leave a like, a comment. I mean, subscribe if you want to. You won't regret it. This episode was great. The one before was great. The one after is going to be just as great. Um, but yeah, it really helps the podcast. It helps me. So please do. And uh, just stick around, you know. Um, and welcome to the Fellowship of Fandoms. So yeah, without further ado, we're talking canon. Or, or we're trying to talk canon. Um, we're welcoming Element 7 to the Fellowship of Fandoms, and we're also welcoming you, so please stick around, and thank you for joining. Podcast video, right? Do you, do you mind if I vape on it, or is it... Oh no, you can vape, you can drink, you can swear, you can do whatever you want. You know what? I could I, I could have just put two and two together. Oh no, you're but fine. If I'm uh, gonna a lot drink of... on this. I only have a little bit of Toki left. Um, I do have some uh, soju. In the I'm drinking fridge. La Single Malt. It's from uh, from Canada, Quebec. Nice. I just went there um like um a couple of weeks ago for the first time. So I, I wanted to get like a, a whiskey that they you know what's the word? It's not brew. Um distilled there. I mm. think that's the that's the terminology for it. Okay, let me just But yeah, I Is it Narsil or Glendring? Oh, I hear that's Andurin. Andurin. Oh, wow. Yeah. I said the old old name. No, I mean, I want Narsil too. 
a lot of people ask me, why do you want both? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> They're not the same sort, technically, so. You should but just you... answer, why not? Right. Right. Well, yeah, let me just, um, so let's welcome Element 7 from Diet in the Force to the Fellowship of Fandoms. It's great to have you here, man. Um, I remember. It's good to be here. Yeah, I started watching, you know, I, I started wanting to make videos because of you and Shoko. So it's, uh. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, it's awesome having you here. So we're going to be primarily, or rather, our conversation will be gravitate around canon as a concept. But I mean, it's the fellowship of fandom, so I just want to talk about uh, whatever fandom we're both into. I want to talk about that. Sure. Uh, first of all, it's 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 great to be here. Um, I was I was on here uh, a long time ago as well. Um, I think that was when you were still uh, streaming on Twitch. Um, you were like you participated on the on the live chat. Ah, but, yeah, but you haven't been a guest yet. This is the first time. Oh, you, no, I was. I was when you were talking about Satil Sean. Right, but you were on the chat. I was. Uh, I did that with uh, Jedi Starkiller, Brooke, and J. Kevin Parker. Yeah, but if you mention Satil Sean, I'm right. There. You appear. It's like a summoning uh -huh. spell, right? <laughs> yeah. That's so, the shortcut to me. Talking about that, man, what, what were your thoughts on Ahsoka? You know, uh,. I, I, I tried to mitigate my expectations. Right. Um, but I, I definitely was looking forward to it from, you know, a lore and mysticism standpoint, because that's just that's who I are. am. Yeah. Um, and it, it ended up checking up, checking off all of my boxes. I mean, do I have, do I have criticisms of it? Of course, but as it stands, it, it, it is, peak star wars for me um right alongside andor but for different reasons right so i always have to explain that because andor is the best show for me in star wars but so is ahsoka but how can that be <laughs> i like, think if, i get they it tied? they're not tied no but different sensibilities you know what i mean like for andor it's like it's the cinematography it's the writing it's the it's the gripping nature of of the rebel movement and the characters and just that side of the story which is so compelling and then ahsoka is is scratching my itch of why i became a star wars fan right Force, every time I, I yeah every time i talk about um how i started star wars i always tell people the very moment i decided i was going to dive deeper was obi-wan saying it's as if a, th a million voices cried out and disappeared or vanished and i was like that is like the single deepest sentence in this movie <laughs> right. i wanted to know more you know so ahsoka takes that top spot for me in force lore and or takes the top spot for me in terms of technical brilliance you know you know, I think I'm with you on that because Andor and I and I did a show a show um a video on it. Andor is on par with like you can name any great show, and Andor can it can I mean it might not win but it can go a few rounds, 
it's a mm -hmm. it's on par you know the the acting the cinematography the plot the way it all ties together like it's one of those greats and it's like i remember it's, the country it's writing it is, is right the writing it's by like, the way i'm not a i'm not a bum but i, I don't have any glasses nearby oh man you're fine you know, and, and you said, you asked about play. vaping. I know a lot of people that are like, you can drink, you can do whatever, but vaping's off limits or vice versa. You know, like you can smoke, but drinking is, I like, I don't get that. I don't like, um, I don't know. I'm, I mean, selective vices. I don't know. Right. I mean, everything's the same. I mean, you, people can't go like two minutes into their day without a cup of coffee. Otherwise, they're, mm -hmm. otherwise they're, um. I mean, it is what it is. It's all the same in the end. I appreciate it, though. Yeah. Um, but what was I saying? Yeah, Andor. You know, a lot of people were saying, like, why can't Disney Plus make the same type of quality shows that HBO does or, um, or the old network shows, you know, any of those? And, I mean, Andor was just that. It was one of the yeah, greats in every single way. Close to it. I think also it comes down to Disney Plus. How so? You know, what do you mean? There was, there, there's already trepidation with having Deadpool on it. Mm. Um, and I feel like, so you like I like read an PG article. aspect of it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I read an article the past couple of weeks on them actually shutting down Disney Plus in December. And they were like, yeah, it's losing us billions of dollars. So what we're going to do is like do like a Hulu Disney thing, right? Which is which you have a bundle for both anyway, right? Um, so they're going to do that. But what they were what what they had said in that article is that we need to prepare parents now because the content that's on Hulu, which is now by virtue of the merge, is going to be on this platform, right? Is not for children. No, so you signed up for Disney Plus, and there was a certain kind of level of maturity that you expected, and then you went to Hulu and saw all the other stuff. Now, uh, when they shut down Disney Plus and they have to account for Hulu's content, then that level of maturity, the ceiling goes up, and parents have to do all those controls, and they have to pay attention. So now, if we're talking about post disney plus star wars content i think we we have more freedom to do stuff like andor but more adult oriented right you know what i mean right without those like those little instances that everyone notices like i mean this could have been something else but it couldn't be because of what you're saying the the pg aspect of it yeah. and you know speaking of that Disney Plus and Hulu are already one platform in the UK and in <laughs> Canada, or or at least Quebec, where I went to, because I, you know, I logged into my account and the whole Hulu platform it was it was just in there. Wow. So I think I don't know. I mean, because they're presenting it as if it were something new. I don't know. Maybe they're gonna do something new about it, like they're gonna switch switch up some things. But um, they're they're already doing it there. Okay. Yeah. No, I think I think for the most part they're gonna they're gonna have to. Excuse me. Um, do something about the branding with the word Disney in it, right? Because mm. Disney, um, for parents at least, right? Is I mean, this kind of safety. 
right? It means magic, Bridge. right? It's uh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, uncharted waters, so to speak. But I, I think it's the best thing if they want to. Uh, I don't know, just eat, compete, right? Because I mean, the yeah. the IPs, I mean, they they're enough, right? Because they're enough. They they make some numbers, but I think if you want them to be phenomenons. Like I mean, The Last of Us, Game of Thrones, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think something has to change, and yeah, and I mean, I love it all because you know I hate a lot of things. I hate a lot of things about Ahsoka. I hate <laughs> many things about Mando. I hate a lot of things. I'm just not a hater, so I won't right. spend my energy, you know, like publishing ten tweets a day about how they're butchering Star Wars or. Uh, we can't settle for this anymore or whatever, you know, that side of, uh, of, uh, of the fandom <laughs> is saying nowadays, but, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't love it. all. That's, uh, see, that's, see, that was, that's the issue that I've had for the past couple of years is the art of critical analysis has largely been lost. And I think a lot of people, default to critical analysis as like harping and nitpicking and just being complete whiners for 24 seven and anyone who shows other another another sign of behavior is a shill right and i feel like the art of discourse is gone not all the time, but, you know, largely on that side of the fence, clearly there's a problem with being able to consume a story, accept that story, and reconcile with your disagreements with that story, right? Because well put. One, of the, one of the things that we deal with all the time on this side is people thinking that we just love everything they throw at us, right? And if only. <laughs> if only everything were that perfect, you right. know, it would be sunshine and rainbows all day. I wouldn't need um, rose-tinted glasses, but uh, we we take it with the punches. We, we, we watch a project. Right. We have our gripes. We have our criticisms. We say those criticisms, and then we're like, all right how can i be happy now because that's the thing you're gonna spend the rest of your day staring at and sniffing poop or you're gonna go about your day and do something else you know what right i mean, I mean there, there's poop there you gotta go around it to where <laughs> there's no 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 more poop you know it uh I, you know it baffles me it it's i mean it's both it's both baffling and just amazing. It never ceases to be just surprising. The way that yeah. these assholes, because that's what they are. They can, because <laughs> I know, I know some creators are just like, they're doing it for the views, right? The clicks, more views, it's more spo- sponsorships, right? You know, I know that though some people do that, but there are some people that are, that are, that are actually mad. You know, they're actually offended. They're actually outraged. And they're being sincere. And that's, you know, I, I just, I can't wrap my mind around that. It just, it doesn't make sense. You know, I can't either. Uh, you, you try your best 
to 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 empathize with that but then you find that when you get into that headspace you're like i can't physically be like this <laughs> so right I, I i can't i can't empathize but i also can't imagine what makes them so angry constantly that makes sense i i saw a tweet about the the marvels and you know it's getting a lot of hate same as eternals and eternals had the most diverse cast in the mcu so far and the marvels is an all-female-led movie so i mean you can put you can you can do the math you can put two and two together i mean it it doesn't take Einstein to figure out what's really the problem. But I mean, let's allow them to pretend, right? They're nitpicking so bad. And a creator or follow, I, I forgot her name. Um, she's, a, she's a cosplayer. I think it's Cam. Um, something al- along those lines. She said, she quoted uh, one of those tweets. And there are so many, you know, that they all blend together. I know you can relate to that. But, uh, it's just like calling the one of the Marvels a Mary Sue. And it's just one of the, like, the stu- you know, none of them are Mary Sue. So I can't even try to recall what they were on about. But she, re- she quoted and she said, why are you pretending to care about that? And that <laughs> just encapsulated all of these anti-female, anti-representation, anti-woke movement. You know why are you, you pretending to care? That. What? Is that every time, <clears throat> every time I ask somebody, what do they mean by woke? They, can they can't you. answer it. No. <laughs> like I mean, some of my last videos that were talking about, you know, a certain, a certain creator. Right. That they were guy. like, well, they were like, well, Kathleen Kennedy is just injecting so much woke. and i responded well what do you mean by woke and this was a this was a genuine good faith uh, question Mm. i was like well what do you mean by that i'm interested to know and they couldn't they couldn't answer it because they're the zeitgeist from which they live is everything's woke right female woke queer representation woke not a white person in the lead woke different is woke exactly but for everyone else who like you know for pocs for queer people that's just them right and so like for 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 the 100 years past the silent film era where everyone including asians and, and black people sometimes were played by white people and we had all of the right to say they are forcing this on us and shoving it down our throat. Like, you mean to tell me Mickey Rooney is a Japanese person? You're crazy. You know? And so that, that is legitimately for shoving it down our throat diversity. Right? right? When, when there is actual representation and there's no longer... First of all, if you look at like the li- the list of movies that came out this year, still, uh, you know, POC representation is still in the minority. But people are going to tell you all day that oh, right. there's no more white people, there's no more men in movies. You know, what are and you know? 
that's when they be, that's when they go mask <laughs> off, right? I saw a tweet on uh I saw a tweet on X, Nath. Jesus. I saw an X. On I can't X. say that. I, I can't say that. You know, I refuse to. It's not canon to me. You know, that, that's where I blend with these people. I can relate to that. It's not canon to me. It's not X. Yeah, I, I saw a tweet that said um, Star Wars is erasing um, men. And somebody replied, in good faith, uh, Cal Kestis and or um, Mandalorian, Boba Fett, all of the men that, that we've gotten in Star Wars. And uh, I, th I think legitimately the reply to that was, um, there's only two on that list that are white. And I'm like, your, your problem was with men, but mask off, you really meant white right. men. <laughs> so right. it's, uh, you know, that side of the crowd, you know, there's a Venn diagram of Yahtzees. And <laughs> They're just so loud. Though, yeah. you know, I just, it's, uh, it's one of those things that you try to roll with the punches, you know, you try to drown out the noise, but it's just always there. And, you know, yeah. people can be shouting out from outside your window and you got soundproof walls, right? You don't hear them. You shut off the, the blinds, but you. you know, they're there. Yeah. So it just, it, it's still sounds even though it's muted i don't know if that makes sense no it makes sense i i think i think a lot of us make a huge effort to drown out the noise but at the same time we recognize that their noise also impacts us whether we want it to or not right and mm -hmm. it makes it difficult to actually critique right to actually criticize when there's a project that star wars releases and people have real criticisms of it it's overshadowed by people who have bad faith, you know, oh, women, you know, bricks, uh, queers. I mean, yeah, screws. bricks, screw. <laughs> <laughs> it just, I oh, mean, yeah, by the way, is. by the way, I, I don't know if you saw my video on that person, but uh, like the most recent a, one, the, the most recent one where they were saying they're done. Right. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. They release they've, they've they've released a video every day since yeah. then. I mean I've Disney seen I've seen that video like for the la for the past three years. I mean that's the one video <laughs> I keep seeing. Like like my feet regurgitates that video. Just different background, different Star Wars project, but it's the same script. Absolutely. It just, I mean it's the same thing. I don't know how long they're gonna be done with Disney Star Wars, but I'm until the next project. I mean, you said it. They're going to be back for Acolyte. They're going to be back for Skeleton Crew. They're going to be back for whatever Star Wars releases. They're going to be back. See, see, the thing is, this is a part of them that's actually Star Wars fans. There it is. Because as, as loud as their bluster is and as bad faith as their woke complaints are, hmm. They'll say they're they're going to be done, right? With I'm done with Disney Star Wars. They they've ruined it. And then they, in the back of their mind, they 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 remember acolytes coming, dark side lore. Oh man, I've been like a huge fanboy of the Sith forever. Like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta see what this in. is about. Right. They're gonna find they're gonna find the same complaints with it. Yeah, they're nonetheless. Gonna do the same thing. But the fanboy inside them sees that this is shit that they want. 
you know, and that's where it turns sad. Yeah. Because you know that they're fans. They're just like the, they're, I don't know if, it, if it's innate, right? I, because I refuse to believe that, that they just can't help it. You know, I mean, I hate a lot of things. I just choose not to be an asshole about it. So I figure, mm -hmm. I mean, if I can, you can do it too. Because trust me, I hate a lot of things about Star Wars. About, new, I mean, new Star Wars or whatever that means, right? But it just, like you said, you know, there's poop. You got to move around it. I mean, <laughs> you, you ain't going to love everything, right? So, but that's where it turns for the sad. Longest, yeah, for the longest time, uh, I, was, I, I was called the sequel defender. And you, Shoko, I remember, I remember the era. And then I, I had to keep telling people, my dude, The Rise of Skywalker is my lead, it's on the bottom <laughs> of my list. Uh, the Force Awakens middling, The Last Jedi is, is the top of the list, but, you know, as with all media, we, we resonate, and we disagree, and we critique. Uh, it's not like, it's not like the trilogy as as a whole as one giant monolith is this over here like i can watch the phantom menace and not like it i can watch the attack attack of the clones and be like well there's some things in there that i love and then i can watch revenge of the sith and put that near the top of my list but the prequel trilogy as like you can't i can't move all three movies together right with each I mean, other you they're know? not consistent i mean i don't know if consistent is the same the like the the right the right term but i mean they're not the same yeah they're not the same like they, they're they're part of the same trilogy but right. they all <laughs> cover different stories you know and, and right and store different stories resonate with different people and so that's what i love about star wars is mm -hmm. that right everyone's list will always be different. different you might you might see a whole bunch of revenge of the siths on the top because you know that was the that was the coup de gras of darth vader's transformation um but largely everyone's list is just wildly different from each other and that's what's beautiful about it you're not going to find somebody's list who's like uh prequels originals sequels like what like well give me some <laughs> right right i mean it, just, it doesn't give me make some sense there you know i don't love and and i always when i say this i gotta follow up with this i might lose my nerd card or whatever my star wars fan card but the the original trilogy is my least favorite trilogy i don't think you're gonna lose your your, your nerd card on that one but i mean but true like real star wars fan fans you know they're gonna come get me but uh well, i mean there's there's there, there's no uh and i know you know this you, you're, you're just kind of <laughs> you're kind of gassing me up but i think uh there's no true star wars fan i know the only true star wars fan is a fan that blows and it has star wars on it but <laughs> aside aside from inanimate objects of yeah. function um no, I mean there were different times with different generations, you know. Right, there are. I watched I watched the original trilogy on VHS. My brother watched the original trilogy in the movies in the theaters, and everyone's experience is going to be different because of where they saw it, right? Right, where they started. I, I, I know, I know, Infinity War and Endgame. Hmm. 
is a hugely different experience in the theaters with the energy of the crowd and people just hyping you up and gassing you up throughout the entire movie. But like every subsequent watch of any of my favorite MCU movies is it's just kind of flatlined because I'm watching it alone. I don't have anything, nobody to share it with. And so the, the original trilogy, what it has for me is it's, it, it has a special place that got, that got me started. Was that where you got into it? Like the, the original trilogy? That's where you started? Yeah. Uh, five or six years old, my, my brother, you know, sat me down and put, put in a new hope on VHS and was like, we got to watch this. I'm like, okay. What do you do at six years old? Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, and then, and then subsequent watches of it, like I said, um, when I could finally understand what Obi-Wan meant by a, th- a million voices crying out and then vanishing, I was like, what does that mean? And then, you know, I, I put two and two together about the, the force hmm. and then watched Empire Strikes Back with Luke, who just so happened to pull the lightsaber for the first time. And I was like, this thing, I don't know what it is, but clearly it's a superpower, right? <laughs> I grew up thinking it was a superpower, but I, as you know, as you grow older, as you study the, the source books and you know, quote unquote, become a lore master. You start to recognize the shortcomings of seeing it as a superpower because it's not, it's external. And the, the difference between light and dark is that much the external versus the internal. Um, one of the things I like to play with when people ask me about the difference between light and, and, and dark abilities is, and this is largely legends, don't, uh, <laughs> this doesn't apply in canon, and even though we're talking about canon. Right. Is, actually, no, I can, I can make this work in canon. Lightning. Mm. From the dark side, it's conjured from your fingertips unnatural from the light side Yoda conjures it from the sky and it strikes down the Unetti tree that's, that's the only the last Jedi right that's only the last the, Jedi yeah yeah I was thinking, I think in canon that's the first time we've seen aside from him deflecting it in Attack of the Clones um the use of lightning um in, in a in a light side regard I think it is because we, we don't see it in Clone Wars I think I know in Legends, Plo Koon, like he has a yellow lightning or whatever. We don't actually see it in Clone Wars, and that's where, um, I mean, most shit happens, right? Yeah, it was his uh, electric judgment. Right, that's amazing. But uh, but yeah, man. So speaking of canon, right? We you put us on the path. <laughs> Where, where we're supposed to be at the beginning. Um, uh, so we're, I mean, we know what canon is, right? It's true or, or whatever to the story, you know? It maintains like a, a flow, you know? What happens here matters here. And, uh, and I think 
personally, that's the beauty of it. But to you, what's canon? Or and I I don't mean this like this is canon to me, but but whatever head canon. I'm not talking about that. I mean, what does canon mean to you? Is it um is it a good thing to story for storytelling? Is it a bad thing? What is it for you? Um, it's it's definitely not a bad thing for storytelling. I I think I think you know canon. And first of all, I, I've I've decided that all head canon is now heart canon because it comes from the heart. You know what I mean? You know that's a better um, term for it. We can't we can't let these things fester in our heads. Um, they need they need the heart and just pump. Um, <laughs> but canon for sure does not hurt storytelling. In fact, it actually it actually bolsters it quite a bit. You know, a, a lot of authors. Um, and I, I include myself in that because I, I, I write for video games. I write quests and stuff. And, stuff. and so um, a lot of your best writing will come when you are bound. Because in a, in a, full, in a fully sandbox environment, you let yourself run wild. And that's not, that's not necessarily good for, for story, like storytelling either. That could be good situationally when it when it warrants it but having those having those constraints in time constraints in continuity it really challenges you to make things work and the other the other reason why it's not it's not bad for storytelling is it is because it doesn't it doesn't keep you from imagining it it doesn't keep you from speculating and it doesn't keep you from theorizing um so i mean that there is a technical definition for canon which is an established time of um sequence of events with an established timeline and that only that only helps with maintaining continuity it only helps with maintaining um events that you can reference that are are likely to true in terms of having happened and so one of the reasons why I'm a lore master in canon is because I have to work off of an established data um, data set, as it were. So if someone asks me, uh, you know, what happened during this time and during this period? And I'd be like, well, in canon, this happened. In Legends, this happened. But if there was no distinction between the two, I'd be like, well, I mean, uh, <laughs> like, right. this guy's over here, but he's also here at the same time. I, there's no, so like, it, it's, it, it helps you in retaining information. It helps you with establishing certain, um, data points because for all intents and purposes, I don't I, I, I don't rank canon above legends or legends above canon. It is simply there to help me establish what I'm talking about. So when someone asks about Revan, I'm gonna be like, well, he doesn't have a story in canon. He's 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 canonized as Darth Revan, but in Legends he's this person who got corrupted, all of that. And if there is if there's any overlap, it helps me to distinguish between the two in terms of continuity. So I always tell people who like who are Legends fans and EU fans who 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 think that 
I talk down to or, you know, aren't, am not, a, first of all, my favorite era is the Old Republic, but, um, which is Legends. Right. I, I just told them, I don't have, I don't have any beef with Legends. I distinguish between the two because I need to know what I'm talk, talking about first. Right. You know? Sorry, I, uh, no, you're good. There. No, you're good. You're good. I love hearing it. You know, to me and and you and you you basically said these in other words, but um for me and I say this basically in every episode that I do on the podcast, whenever I talk with other fans of whatever fandom, I'm all about immersion. You know, if I love anything, it's because it's immersive. You know, I can I can immerse myself in it. I don't care otherwise. You know, that's why I get scared in movie in horror movies, you know. I laugh my mm. ass off in comedy movies. I cry my heart out in drama or romance movies. You know, I like to immerse myself in whatever I'm watching. Otherwise, I mean what's the fun I mean you can sure you can put on a movie in the background and hang out with friends and you know it's just there. And the jokes are gonna be funny and you're gonna get the plot. But I like to immerse myself. You know, that's that's the only thing that absolutely matters to me immersion yeah and uh and that's what canon does for me it just it allows for immersion because in a in a given canon because i mean we're primarily talking about um star wars because i mean that's where it's more um prevalent or whatever i mean because that's the i mean that's what's trending right and it's been <laughs> doing so since disney bought star wars i mean can't that's where canon became like a I don't know the the phenomenon that it did. I don't know if I'm saying the right thing, but uh, it just when you say this is no longer real and this is real, which is what these people are, are taking away from it. Uh, yeah, th that's where I'm at, and for me that's a good thing because it's it feels like we're in a real world or in a real universe. You know, I mean, yeah, this can't be true because of this. You know, this happened before. And this will affect everything that comes after. Yeah. And I just, I, I love that. And, you know, I've been writing my, my own fictional, um, my own story, you know, my, my own book that's mm -hmm. turned into seven books that's turned into a, you know, a whole fictional universe since I was like 15. And that's I only, cool. yeah. And I only recently started doing a legendarium, you know, like a, like an encyclopedia or whatever. Because I kept messing up my dates, I kept messing up my, yeah. uh, you know, my magic system, you know, like, mages weren't supposed to be able to do that, but they did here, and I was like, fuck. I mean, that's true, I, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm the one writing it, you know, it just, it happens. There's, Absolutely. There's just so much shit to get, to, like, keep track of, and I started doing the legendarium, and, and as I'm doing it, I'm like, fuck, you know, this feels real now. It's like, oh yeah, it, you know, it starts feeling like a history book. So whenever I'm writing, you know, I have this data to like consult or whatever. You know, it becomes true, in a sense, of mm -hmm. course. I mean, of course, Darth Vader didn't fight Obi Wan two times or whatever. You know, I, I mean, I know that's true, but in that universe, it is, and it happened. So he did. Yeah, he did twice. You know, and it did, <laughs> and it happened, and it happened on this planet, and it happened on this year. And Obi Wan won yeah. because of this, you know. It, it all, it all adds up, and it adds a sense of realism to it. 
and it just allows for immersion and that's that's all i care about man in whatever Absolutely. fandom in whatever fandom we're in that's what i care about i want to feel immersed i agree with you i mean i i think i think my background in games because we we often operate off of like uh, what is known as colloquially across many industries a bible right uh we have we have the story bible we have um the lore bible um and in this case i have a lore bible for for star wars you know i have all of the reference books and everything but i you know i'd be arsed to go to my shelf every time i need to so i have every single date every single time period that i care about um and every single thing that happened there and all of the notes from all of the movies that I care about and all of the shows and all of the books that I've read, it's all in my Bible. And it start and it starts to look like a legendarium where you're keeping track of all this stuff. What I what I like to do, because I'm also writing my own universe, is to talk is, about that. With a with a lore Bible, it also you'll you, it also is valuable to have a Miro board. Um, and if you don't, can you explain that to so, me? A Miro board. So a Miro board, uh, basically, it's a, it's a website that basically makes makes the the post-it note, uh, yarn uh, piece of yarn dot to dot, easy, right? You don't have a physical board where you do, you know, your detective lines here. Right, right. It's M I. R O. Dot I O. I think it's dot I O. No, I think it's, I've seen it's that called... on Book Talk or Writer's Talk. Yeah, it's called it's called M I R O Miro, and it basically gives you a digital whiteboard um, with with sticky notes and flowcharts and stuff like that. And so, as I'm writing my as I'm writing my book, chapter to chapter, I can keep track of characters where they are what uh where they are so so from chapter one I, I start with all the characters i start with the plot and where things are chapter two um as i write it out in the manuscript i'm like oh dave and Ch stacy went to starbucks so i can make a i can make a uh a yarn line to another to another box within chapter two and put starbucks Dave and Stacy, and I just keep track of everyone's whereabouts and what they're doing with a flowchart, and it kind of helps visualize, you know, where people are and what they're doing. And then you have, of course, your lore, lore bible or your legendarium for like any kind of fictitious magical system that you need to adhere to. But for the most part, I've, I've found that quite useful because. This is my own universe, but when I first started, I was writing Echoes of the Past, which was a fan fiction of. I remember that. Whatever happened yeah, to that? It... Are you still doing it, or? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to, but right. the Mandalorian, mm. Book of Boba Fett, and Ahsoka usurped all of what I wrote. Oh, so, so you were going so that I... route? Like, yeah, I uh, early I... post Return of the Jedi. It was post it was post Rise of Skywalker, but I had people like Bo Katan, uh, Ahsoka, Ezra, Sabine. Okay. They were all part of the storyline right. and I and I had I had wrote their interims 
leading up to that point because there was nothing there. Right. And for the most part, I was actually correct on Bo-Katan. I actually had her in, in her castle in, in Kalevala. Nice. Um, she didn't, she didn't, she didn't make a, she, in my, in my book, she, she made a huge grand speech to Sistine. And then in the show, we didn't get that. Um, and she also made this huge kind of monologue about the power vacuum, which is what we got in Mandalorian. Mm, we did. And, uh, I, I also wrote, um, Ahsoka's experience in the world between worlds meeting Anakin and, and how, did, how, and that was a, and that how, was a while ago, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and how after she split with Ezra, she ran into an ent- uh, a portal where she saw Ray on Exegol. And she was like, let the force guide you. Like it guided us. Like what she said in the rise of Skywalker, right. that was, that was how her voice got there. But she's not. She's not dead. She was just in the world between worlds at that point. Um. So I I ended up actually kind of fortuitously writing a lot of what we got. Right, you hit every milestone basically. Yeah, just not just not exactly, but like right. that made me kind of like um, chuckle when it, when we saw that. Right. right when I heard when I heard Cobb Vance talking about the power vacuum that Jabba the Hutt left. <laughs> I was like, I, was I mean, of first. course, <laughs> yeah, but like, it's a natural progression of the story, right? Of course, there's going to be a power vacuum. Um, uh, and and I tried to, to include Din to it. I tried to include Din. As soon as, as soon as Mandalorian started, I, I start re- started retrofitting in the story, but then like. But, but who's that? Is that the bounty hunter from the. Din Jaren is the, is the Mandalorian. Oh, Din. Oh, right. Din. I'm sorry. I'm just yeah. I I'm gonna tell you where <laughs> where I'm coming off from, so I don't sound as crazy. Um, I play Battlefront two. I still play it, but oh. I'm big on the mods. No, I don't play okay. it without mods. And so there's a bounty hunter that it, the name starts with D. It's D Dirge. something. I don't I don't know. Is it, it's 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 a human. You know, it's not an alien. Um, I mean, mm. although in Star Wars everyone's an alien basically, but uh. <laughs> Wait a but minute, yeah. I think I know what you're... He has like a... Is it like Towelhead? A... Yeah, he has Den- something. Dengar? Dengar. That's the one. <laughs> so I thought you were talking about him. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I don't even know if that's a Towelhead. It just looks like a... He's got like a t-shirt on his head. And he's poking right, his head. It doesn't look like a, a hijab, is it? Hij- the, like the Arab... Um... Oh, no, that... that... I was not. I was not referring to. No, that, I literally looked like there's a towel on Dengar's head. That's what right. I was li- literally saying. Right, but what I was gonna say that that it doesn't look like the, but I don't want to keep referring to it as the Arab thing. So I'm I'm asking, like, was the is it a a hijab? A hi, a hijab? No, no. I think I I think it's just I think it's just a head cover that that you know it, it looks like one of those head covers that like racers wear. You know, they they have the race suit and then they have like the fire suit that goes right. over their face. Just, I think it looks like so that, one of those like loose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what was I saying? Um, I tried to re- retrofit Din into the story, but but it but as soon as like we got more and more and more, I was just, I, this is not this is 
a monumental task because I shot myself in the foot. I, I established that this would be canon adherent. Not that I don't have the freedom because it is an AU and it's, it's my fiction. Right. It's yours. But, but I established that this would be canon adherence. You'd be able to, 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 you'd be, you'd be able to know everything in canon, read my book and be like, Oh, it all makes sense. But we started getting more and more stories, which like, it's constantly changing now, so I can't really. Right. I think it's just to. It's tied up, you know, in the Skywalker yeah. saga, and I think, I mean, we're not clear of it, just yet. Yeah. And I, no, and I, I hope we get clear of it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I remember I saw an ex an excerpt of it. I think that it, you were doing an audiobook, right? An audiobook version of it. Mm-hmm. Right, so I saw one of those. It was like maybe three minutes long. I remember seeing that on on YouTube about Ray levitating, and, and I remember that. We did, we did four, we did four chapters. Uh, I think it was like ten, fifteen minutes each. Hmm. So I didn't see it. Um. To, to not fully till the end. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I would rather people not start it because then there would be no finish. Right, right. Spoiler, right. spoiler alert! It, you know, I was bringing back Tar Vizsla. Nice. You know, I I thought at the time when I started writing it, we were I was like, we really need more Mandalorians. <laughs> they gave us Mandalorians, so right. I don't know. I, I mean, we still do need more. Watching my stuff, we still need more. <laughs> I mean, there's never too many Mandalorians, right? Yeah. But uh. Yeah, man. I don't know. I think canon is like the best thing to have ever, to have ever happened to Star Wars, because Agreed. it just—I mean, the Book of Boba Fett, the the Mandalorian, Rebels—you know—it all works because there's a canon. Otherwise, we get the uh, the Legends or the extended universe where it's just like—I mean—anything can happen and anything does happen all of the time with everybody, but it's just like there's no—I mean. Who's keeping tabs, right? It's no just one. like no one. It just it doesn't feel it just feels like fan fiction. And you know, my dad, he's one of those guys that's like and that's why I mean it's stressful talking to him. He loves Star Wars. I mean he introduced me to Star Wars. I mean I you know, I was a I began talking pretty fast. I mean like by two years old I, I could already like have a conversation. And watch movies, so we were already watching Star Wars, because he loved Star Wars. So I was already watching Star Wars on my portable um, DVD uh, player. I don't know if you yeah. if you ever had one of those. Yeah, I actually still. I yeah, have a you have one of those DVD drive. <laughs> yeah, for 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 I could just plug it into my laptop because because the laptop doesn't have one. But oh right right, but I mean the ones that had like the the screen and all. Oh no, I never had one. Well, I had one. It was like, I remember I bought my original trilogy DVD box set on JCPenney. <laughs> and it was, and so I just, I saw it all the time, you know, because my dad bought it for me. And so, so he's a big Star Wars fan, but he just, he's just like a live action Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. Like you can talk about it to him about anything else. And he's just like, oh, you know, just some guy made it up. You know, that's fan fiction. You know, some guy made it up. And I'm like, okay, but the, the, the people that own it now made it up. So it matters. And he's like, nah, no, you know, I'll just watch the Mandalorian season two. 
And she's like, it gets stressful. No, I mean, yeah. But, uh, it, it, but that that was one of the weaknesses of the EU, right? Um, right. Even my, my favorite era will always be the Old Republic. Satil Shan is my favorite Grandmaster of all time. <laughs> and He's awesome. Um, and she ain't I, too tough to look at also, so. No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to Gemma Chan. I think she would be an awesome uh, Satil Sean. Was um, that Gemma Sean? Gemma Chan. She played uh, Cersei in uh, The Eternals. Oh, nice! I can mm-hmm. see that. Yeah, looks exactly like that. her. You can you could do the double braids and, and put her in the armor, and she would be a one to one transplant. Wow. Um, but but awesome. but going back to going back to like who who kept track of it all we had Leland Chi back in uh back before Disney and he was the keeper of the holocron holocron but all he did was basically create a tier system of different canons based off of George Lucas's canon which was G canon this is where the the confusion rises right this is where people think that Oh no, EU was canon, but they turned it into <laughs> right. legends. No, no, no. I hate that. Leland Chi. Leland Chi. <laughs> I wish we could have him on Diet in the Force. I wish I could have a conversation with him to, to clarify this, but he made that tier system because they were all different canons. They weren't a hierarchy of canon. Like G canon is George Lucas canon. That's the live the that's the stories depicted on on the screen and movies and stuff. And then there was T canon for everything that was a TV show adaptation. And then there was the what was it the S canon or C canon that was for comics and books and stuff like that. So everybody thought, oh, so like you know all of these stories are canon. Um, this just like you know lesser importance like no these were different canons anything anything that had a dash canon on it was based on george lucas's canon but its own that's why i like to say legends canon you know because again canon is just the base word that means established events timeline everything so in continuity of legends that's their own canon and this is this is as far as Leland Chi kept track of everything, right? After Disney purchased it, 2014, they said, we will now have a new canon in which all the books, comics, TV shows are all canon, like prime canon. And we're going to brand everything else from EU as legends. People were like, oh my gosh, they're decanonizing it. Like, no. They were basically rebranding the, a different canon into something that could be marketable. Because, you know, we're, they're not going to be like, hey, go buy EU books. Like, no. <laughs> like, this is a... Le- and, and, and it, and it kind of fits in as well, because it's not, it's not lost on Dave Filoni and, and Favreau. You know, in my latest theory about Balin Skull, he references folktales children's stories that he's heard in the temple growing up and he says um what i seek is the beginning and shin says the beginning is here and he pats her on the shoulder says if the old stories are true 
I'm like, oh, you mean if the legends are true? <laughs> so <laughs> right. there's there's a lot that they're drawing from legends, obviously, right? I think I think Disney has actually brought more EU into George Lucas canon, which is now just Disney new canon, than George Lucas was ever going to bring into his canon. Right. And if we read the EU Companions Guide, it says nothing enters George Lucas's canon unless he says so, and it's depicted on, on a, in a movie. So, I mean, I think the most they did was Maul. They brought back Maul with the spider legs. That was from EU. Right. Um, I, I mean, I think, like, if you're going to go from, like, page to screen or from page to canon, from EU to canon, I think that's the most, like, there's there's some like thing. there's some like small details that they brought in but for the most part disney has largely they brought in characters they brought in stories they've brought in a lot thrawn the biggest one oh. even giving him a new trilogy so that's I like that to was say, wild yeah <laughs> i know a lot of like a lot of the people that that think that disney like ruined their their eu first of all those stories are still there you can watch you can read them all you want but Please. i like to point out that that they're 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 doing more for the eu than george lucas was ever going to so take what you're take what you're given and be happy with it i mean not everything's gonna fit obviously but i know the old republic has some wiggle room i mean you know it has the most wiggle room if anything because I mean, it's thousands and thousands of years, like ago or away or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, there's no canon content or or lore of it as of yet. Yeah, they just so, have. I mean, so they don't they don't even have to change anything except how the force works in some instances. Yes. In a lot of instances, I, I think in a lot of the old the old Republic <laughs> breaks the Force Ghost rule, but I think uh, I mean. For the most part, that's the only thing. I mean, All, Great Jedi but, but is I've... child's play compared to what, <laughs> what to what the Old Republic does as a, as a whole. Yeah, um, but I think I, I, I've learned to reconcile some uh, some of it. It's it's heart canon, you know. Darth Mar, <laughs> Darth Mar accepted the Force and 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 redeemed himself, so that's why he could be a Force ghost. But that's nice of the Fallen Order, right? But but yeah, I mean, but it but in terms of all of the other ghost uh, instances in the Old Republic, they are largely within lore because they are they're tethered to a, a tomb or an object, right? Which is large, which is largely how the or an artifact, yeah, right, persist. Yeah, so for the most part, the the, the Old Republic can fit largely. You would just have to be very, very consistent and ex explicit with gray Jedi business. Mm. Because right. even though there's no gray Jedi in the Old Republic, there's a lot of people who take the the, the mechanics from Sator and Kotor, and they're like, this means that. Right. Well, <laughs> Let's just run with it. Yeah, but as, yeah. as far as like the plot points... If you're going to call it something, I mean, they, they all work. Yeah. Because, I mean, why wouldn't them? You know, because, I mean, it's... I mean, why what, what is it, 25,000 you know 25, years apart, are they? Is that the number? 
Uh, so Kotor is like forty nine hundred, and then uh, the Old Republic is like forty six hundred. But uh, forty six hundred all the way to one thousand. That's a lot. That's a long. That's era. a long, long time. Yeah. But like Dawn of the Jedi is like that's twenty five thousand. Um, but even then, there's not there's no canon. There's no canon right. origin story. So, and so twenty five thousand. Although, years. I don't I don't want them to do into the void or force storm. Like I really, that's I the really High don't Republic want them though, to. Right? No, 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 that's 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 Dawn of the Jedi. That's uh, that's the the legend stories. Oh, okay. Of, of you know the, of the the Thoyor, uh, pyramids traveling mm. to the force traveling to force sensitive planets collecting them and bringing them to tython and establishing the the jedi ah um, okay okay okay. and then the great schism happens a couple of people want to serve the dark side and then the other people are like no light side is the answer we're going to call ourselves jedi right um i don't like that story one bit uh <laughs> so if the so the dawn of the jedi we're going to get with james mangold I really hope he like goes hard on like the biblical aspect of it. Like they said that like this is biblical origin story. Like I really need them to go hard on that. Um, I need that. Yeah. So I I mean, listen. In the original EU, <laughs> Dawn of the Jedi, the Rakata invade Tython, and then that's how they learn about lightsabers. Like no no no, no that that completely eliminates we the sanctity. Yeah. Uh, so I want them to be truly original on the Dawn of the Jedi front. With the Old Republic, I don't mind them changing a lot of it, actually. I really want Satil, but I can't force that on them. Um, I mean, you know, this is where I become one of those fans. <laughs> I mean, if it doesn't go against anything, and I mean anything that we've established established so far, why change it? You know, yeah. and I talked to to JJ, um, the like the the Dragon Lady JJ the Dragon yeah, Lady, yeah. um, about this and, and this episode is gonna be that episode is gonna be releasing be- before um this one. But we talk about that um regarding the Witcher, the TV show, the, the Netflix's um, the Witcher. Like, if you're gonna do something entirely different, you don't have to call it the Witcher. Right, I mean, if if you just want the lore or the world building or whatever, the fictional universe, you can just do your own story, right? And and what I'm saying that because if we're gonna do the Old Republic, I mean, we're so many years apart. I mean, Dark Series doesn't have jack shit to do with the uh, with Valkorion or the or uh, Tenebrae or or anything from the Old I, Republic. You know, nothing has anything to do with that. I don't think we can do that. I don't I, think we can do Valkyrie. <laughs> right. I don't I don't think we could, but I mean a man a guy can hope, right? Well, so like it's just it's just a surface level uh what is it? Continuity issue. Or what is it called? It's not a plot hole. It's a And are you talking about the immortality thing regarding him? Yes. Like the right. I'm so, with you so, I'm with you on that. Yeah, so so basically Plagueis, right? Plagueis is the uh, I need to figure out immortality. But right. Somehow 5,000 years. 
and 5,000 years before him, they already figured it out. Right. So. No, I'm with you on that. But, I, but I'm talking more in sense, like, I know I said Valkorian, but I mean, like, Satil Shan, you know, um, Darth Malgus, even Revan, like, not, the, not one of those directly affects or affects anything that we know so far. Revan does. And if, how I'm so? being, if, if, if I'm being, if I'm being facetious, my Revan was an Asian. Oh, okay. <laughs> and okay, some people's Revans were women. Right. right? So right, it's right, kind right, of like, right, right. if we bring up the, if we bring up the idea that like Revan is envy, it's going to, it's going to, yeah, you know, make a lot of people mad. Right. Not me. I, I don't really care. I, I don't either, but you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. like, like it doesn't really affect anything. So why change it? You know, it's like, you know, I'm going to do Lord of the Rings again. But, um, like, I'm just going to eliminate um, um, Pippin and, and, and Mary. Like, you know, like, why would you do that? You know, it's, just, it's just, and it's not the same context, but it's the same, like, concept. Like, why do something that you don't have to do just for the sake of a, of innovating or, or putting your own take on it. Like not everything needs a new take, you know, you can, no. you can make the old Republic fit into the new Canon because of course you have to, otherwise you're, you're going to get like a, something, um, that we can all hate as a, as a, as a, as a, as a unity, right? We can all come together, I, but, uh, admittedly, I would want them to do an adapt adaptation though i for as much as i as much as i love the old republic i would not want them to just put kotor on this on as a tv show right just oh i don't i don't know who i am uh, I'm Bastila. Uh, oh, let's go to the temple on Dantooine. Oh, oh on, I'm man. gonna I'm gonna learn all of my abilities in a week. I'm a I'm a genius. And then you know, but Rev is not the... a Mary Sue though. He's not a Mary Sue. He's a Mary Sue. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> you know that's what I'm talking about. Oh, no, you know I, I want mean... to talk about this with you. Well, me... all right. So let me be technical here. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. If if Ray is a Mary Sue, everyone's a Mary Sue. That's what I'm saying. Luke's the biggest Mary Sue of them all, and that's what that's what nobody nobody acknowledges that. And 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 they this can't. Is, I gotta say this. People need to stop putting the Force on a pedestal. They need to stop assigning arbitrary skill levels to things, because it was never established. We had Obi-Wan sensing something. We had Obi-Wan disappearing. And in the next movie, Luke is suddenly pulling the light. We don't know how that happened. He just started George doing Lucas it. George Lucas didn't know how it. it happened. I mean, he was <laughs> making it up as he went along. As exactly. all writers do. I mean, it's... Oh, we, we didn't get our first real description of the Force... Outside of, you know, everyone saying it's an NIJ field that binds the galaxy uh, until <laughs> Empire Strikes Back, you know, with Yoda. And so these arbitrary rankings of like, no, this thing, this, this is a master level skill. It takes years. No, it doesn't. There's babies levitating balls in the Clone Wars. 
the force is instinct first, technical later. It is something that is that it that is resonant with talent. Some people are great at TK, other people are great at mind trick, and other people are great at lightsabers. And some people are Yoda and they're great at everything. Right. <laughs> or Grogu. Well, yeah, I mean, Grogu. Or Yaddle too. Right. I you know what? I I strongly believe that that race is just hacks. Yoda's Yoda's species is just hacks. I mean, but, they might as well be. They might as well but, be. But uh, but yeah, everybody needs to stop doing this whole master level. You needs to be a Jedi Knight at best. Like no, 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 no. What are what are we what have we learned from the movies and the original trilogy? Let go of your conscious self. Act on instinct. Oh, uh, Qui Gon in the prequel trilogy to Anakin. Use your instincts. Right? It's always instinct. Right. Of course, with instincts, just like Ezra does the force push with no training in Rebels. He's Mary Sue. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, Anakin. He's figuring out every speeds. Um, his I double mean, vision in, right. in, in the in pod the racing. And in the uh, ride. And then after when the council's testing, st- um, testing him, I'm sorry. It just... I mean, everyone's a Mary Sue if you want them to be. If if you're unable to just simply acknowledge that the the main character, the character that you're supposed to fucking follow, is fucking supposed to be better than the whatever whatever John Doe you want to, to see instead of them, it just come on, man, nothing nothing makes sense. Yeah. And that's why I saw this tweet and I and I saw it like um. Let me see. I saw it at 8.45 today. So that was like, um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, that was today. That was, that was earlier. And Chris, um, Star Wars lawyer, he quoted that and he, and he said like, I'm going to rip this to shreds in, on TikTok. He said something along those lines. Oh, but the post is, is this, the original, like the original post says Star Wars, why the Ray is a Mary Sue claim is nonsensical. And then this guy, Lavender Gast or whatever, quotes and <laughs> <laughs> says, he says, perfect pilot, perfect mechanic, perfect shot, perfect duelist, <laughs> perfect Jedi, can heal all grievous wounds. <laughs> Forcibility stronger than Yoda and Luke, gifted ultimate powers by birthright, and the universe despite even Anakin, the chosen one, needing to train his entire life. I don't... I don't know where they get this stuff. (laughs) I mean, Rey loses every single fight that she has. That's a great distinction to make. I say that all the time in terms of the Force Awakens-Starkiller duel. I said Rey didn't win that. Kylo lost. Right. And you're like, those the same. Th- that's not the same thing. But that's too much nuance for mind. them. That's too <laughs> much nuance for them. You you gotta level up. You gotta level with them. This is, that's me. That's how. That's as far as I can level. I'm sorry. I that's mean, that's. I'm sorry. I am the. I am the. I didn't go to film school, but I am the film <laughs> school mustache twirling, beret cheese enjoying wine drinking cheese enjoying right yeah. But it's very simple. You can lose a fight and the other person can't doesn't have to win. Right. 
because you can be your own worst enemy. We're, we are all always our worst enemy. We always. get, we always get in our ways. Overthinking. Yeah, we are. Yeah. And so Kylo's Kylo just killed his father. He's unstable. He's wounded. He's wounded by the bowcaster and he is grievously wounded as the, the, the old, the OG poster said. <laughs> and he's toying with Ray. He's, turn boy, he, he's, he's, tr- he's her. driving her to the edge of the cliff and he's like, I can teach you this. I can, he's only, he's only prolonging his wound and he's prolonging the strain on his stamina. So you can see that Ray like remembers Maz Kanata's words and accesses the forest right now and starts to push him back. But at that point, Kylo had already lost the fight. You know, I, nobody, nobody sees how easily Kylo pushes her to the edge. But all they see is Ray pushing her, him back. It's like if Kylo wanted to kill her, she would be dead. But he but he was arrogant. He was unstable. Like nobody nobody sees the first part of the fight where she's right. she's driven back. And perfect pilot. She only she only flies it to Octo and 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 then to uh to crate and then I mean but then at that point uh Chewie is flying it. And Qui-Gon talks about this regarding Anakin or or was it Obi-Wan? One of the two. I mean and I don't remember the exact quote, so I'm going to talk about it as a concept. They say regarding Anakin that his reflexes and his talent is just not normal, you know? Yeah. In, in essence, he has to be Force-sensitive and force and basically Force-adept in order to be able to be that good of a pilot. They don't say he has to be the chosen one in order to be a good pilot. Yeah. They say... Or they don't say this, you know, I'll reiterate it because they love to, like, pick your words apart. But, um, yeah, he's just, he has to be, the force is at is play here. Let's just say that. I mean, he, he explicitly says he has Jedi reflexes. That, see, I knew. I just, I didn't want to, like, say it without <laughs> actually remembering. But I knew it was something along those lines. So it's not yeah. a chosen one thing. It's a je- and it's not even a Jedi thing. It's a Force thing. So it stands to logic. I mean that any person that's even remotely Force sensitive is gonna have better reflexes mm-hmm. than another person that is just isn't. And but even I mean, though she's not perfect, right? So she flies it on. Ta- she flies it on Jakku. She t- crashes it into Nima Outpost. And then after she gets her bearing straight, she's flying through an area of, of Jakku. She knows like the back of her hand. She scavenges that, that star destroyer. She was every what, 10 single years old. Day. Yeah. I mean, that's six. Come on, man. That's 14 I mean, years. And that's what I love about Ray. Ray. And we talk about this, you know, I said, Ray's one of my favorite characters. You said she's one of yours, but she, she doesn't even crack top 20. I think you said. Top it's 10. Not because, Top ten. You said not because you don't love her, but because you love so many others, mm-hmm. right? The fact that a character is not top—I mean, let, let's just exaggerate hyperbole, right? Let's just say a character is in top fifty. It doesn't mean you hate him, yeah. Because we don't hate everything, you know. We just we love so much that I mean, 
we're not gonna love everything the same yeah our so like uh, our lists my list is favorite to least favorite it's it's not even like right favorite to the worst ever you know what i mean <laughs> that's why people are like why is a new hope so so far so far down your list like because i you know it doesn't resonate with me as much as all of the other movies i still love it look right. it says it says least favorite favorite is favor favorable factor so yeah People i think just, uh and and yeah what i was going to say about that is that ray yes she's the first female character lead like true lead that we have because batman yeah. she's i mean she's anakin adjacent you know she's not a, a leading her own right and i mean and she's pushed it aside in revenge of the sith a lot like, heavily pregnant pregnant mom oh i can't you know oh, right anakin please dies <laughs> <laughs> from sadness you know but uh but ray you know she's the he has agency you know she's the hero you know she's the protagonist of this trilogy but she just so happens to be female to be a woman mm -hmm. you know please make star wars male again or pre please make marvel male again whatever these people are saying you know it doesn't make sense because you're acting as if though gender or um or whatever actually plays a role in the story that we're we're following ray yes she's female right yes he has a vagina or whatever yes she has long hair all of these things are true but none of those things actually matter none none because the story doesn't revolve around a female you know we're not seeing dresses and and i'm not saying these things are exclusively female specific you know i'm just i'm following in the stereotype that these people um operate on you know, we're not seeing rainbows and unicorns or whatever. You know, we're seeing a Jedi, a Force-sensitive person turned Jedi, turned hero that saves the galaxy, and she just so happens to be a girl or a woman. It doesn't that's, actually matter. That's how it. That's, that's <laughs> how. That's how it's always been. It always will be since I think. since time immemorial. When you're reading a book. When you open a book, I'll, uh, I guess this is because I have this readily available. You open up a book and you're like, who's the cast? No, you don't do that. No, you don't care. You start reading from, from the, from the first word all the way to the end word. And you, you accept the story that's being told. And, and some of the things that's changed in recent times, people are so obsessed with what the cast is who the cast is and who the characters are we no longer just sit down let the movie play and be like oh okay so she's she the story is about her no before the movie even came out they saw oh gosh it's female their minds were made up already you know what i mean i mean they didn't even know anything about Finn. And their first complaints were, uh, stormtroopers are white. <laughs> oh, but, wow, you know, I remember that. it should always be like this. You should always read. You should always accept the story for what it is. And whatever the characters are, those are the characters. Hmm. 
we have never we have never once and i use books because that is the that is the foundation with which we consume stories right. you know default we never concern ourselves with the cast of a book we never look at the back and like yo is this white is this guy white no we don't we don't care we're going to read the story and accept that's what's being told to us um and that's what i mean and and you know how i said like people need to stop putting arbitrary skill levels on force abilities they need to put start stop putting arbitrary perks on the title of chosen one because it's a title of function not uh it's a title of purpose not power right so if let's 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 go with harry potter he's the chosen one in his story is he the most powerful wizard no no by a long shot but his purpose is to do some certain things with which at the right moment he will be the catalyst for what needs to happen right same thing with with anakin and frodo frodo too right Frodo's the weakest person. Oh, come on, man. He's, 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 he's the hobbit. ever. <laughs> and I honestly think that, I, I honestly think Samwise was, the, he was the chosen one, but. I mean, I mean, I'll say this because people get mad at me every, anytime I say this. Yes, Frodo was, he whined the whole trilogy or the, in whatever the movies or the books. Because he carried a great burden. Yes, that's true. But I mean, he didn't have to be such a bitch about it all of the time. <laughs> I mean, he didn't have to go that way, but I mean, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, Anakin, chosen one. Sure. He's, he, so the, the story establishes he's the, he's, there's a virgins of the force. It's, it's surrounding this child. Great. He's, he's got, he's got tremendous, talent and latent you know connection to the force but that is separate from the chosen one prophecy so it's hard it's 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 hard to 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 explain this to to a lot of people but the whole virgins in the force is not a product of the chosen one the virgins of the force is a product of how they're going to find the prophesied one, you know? Hmm. It's like, so the prophecy doesn't say one who is a virgin of the force. If we look at, if we look at the text of the prophecy, it's just, the, it just says they will bring balance to the force, you know? Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to recite the entire <laughs> prophecy because I can't. You're good. Um, but it has nothing to do with the chosen, um, Virgins of the Force, power, nothing like that. It's purpose. He's going to bring ultimate balance to the Force. Um, when, when, when the de- when the when the pain done to the nameless is, I'm sh- never mind. I'm not going to try to remember it. <laughs> but nothing to do with the Virgins of the Force. The fact that Anakin is a Virgins in the Force leads Qui Gon to think he is the chosen one. But it is not a product of him being the chosen one. Uh, 
which is why he, he, he could never defeat Yoda or Sidious. You know, um, when he becomes Vader, Sidious is like, you're lucky Yoda didn't go, didn't show up to Musafar. And then when when Vader in the comics tries to act act up on Sidious, Sidious whops him. So even he's the chosen one, yay! But he's not he's not beating right. people. He lost to Obi Wan twice. Uh, it's all about it's all about purpose. That's all. I'm I mean I'm with you, man. And and that's same way as Vader loses to Obi Wan twice and would lose. To I mean to all of those that we know he would lose to, Ray loses to everyone. I mean, I don't think that Ray wins any single fight in her trilogy, does she? No. Uh, I mean, I mean oh, of course she she fights Kylo Ren and, and Snoke, but uh, she wins well, against she, she she got whopped by Snoke. I mean, literally uh, floated around the the fucking room. And, like she was nothing, and uh, I think the throne room fight, right? Kylo Ren took on five dudes, and she took on three, uh, with which each dude she fought, she got hurt and was struggling. She was struggling. Meanwhile, Kylo was like, "Oh, boom, 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 boom," like doing all right. this stuff, and people are like, "Oh my gosh, she's she's too good," <laughs> like. Uh, like this, this, this jobber of of a Praetorian guard kicks her and and, and scratches her on the arm, and and they're like, she's too good, she's too good. <laughs> uh, and then the the Death Star two on Kefvir, she lost that. Hands down, she lost that. She like Kylo was about to swing down on her until Leia interrupted him. It was right. she she was that was her loss. He doesn't win. And with uh, with with Palpatine, she lost. She almost until died. All literally all of the Jedi that came before stepped in. Yeah, I and mean, even then she died. She almost right. died. I mean, she lost. I I said this once. She lost. No, she beat Palpatine. No. I mean, yes, she beat Palpatine, right, with the help of all the Jedi that came before, but she died. Yeah. I mean, Kylo revived her or resurrected her. Gave his life for hers. It just... I mean, to, to the people that don't want to see, they won't see, so it won't make sense. I mean, just... It's tough It's tough for me to accept that because it, it's so easy. It's so easy to right. make sense. I mean, I, the perfect I pilot accepted. I just, I mean, I, I know the perfect pilot. She <laughs> flies once on Jakku. What else did they say? She flies once to Octo. Perfect. And then shot. she flies away. And then she flies away from Octo. And then on crate, Chewie is flying. And Chewie's the ones doing those, the, the those amazing maneuvers through right, the, 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 the salt fancy lines. moves. But uh, and they also say perfect shot. I mean, she misses Kylo in the, in Force Awakens, and I mean, and like, he stands, and even even then, it stands to reason that any Force sensitive individual is gonna have better aim than my blind ass, right? Because they're Force. I mean, it's like they like to talk about. I mean, this breaks canon. This is. I mean, but well, just, let's grant let's grant them perfect shot. 
where what where 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 does she where is she a good shot? I can't think of one. I don't remember his <coughs> remember her shooting a gun. Or, or, no, I mean, Han uh, gives I mean, her the blaster, and then as soon as Kylo finds her in the forest, she shoots him, and he deflects it. Right, and that's the first film. I mean, and that's... And I mean, so, like, after... Whole other movies. After Kylo kills Han, she, you know, Chewie goes crazy, starts shooting, but she's also just like, uh, I'm, I'm just as <laughs> sad as you. She's not, like, shooting good. I can't think of any other instance of when nope. she's actually shooting. None of it makes sense. And perfect mechanic. I mean, she was a, a scavenger on that planet for her whole life, basically. I mean, are they... If they're talking about bypassing the compressor, she, she knew it was installed by, by, by Uncar. And Han, obviously, didn't know that that even happened. So we just he he did he just didn't know he just didn't know the details of it he 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 came in and he's like someone installed a compressor on the ignition oh right right because then, he yeah he deduced it because he, yeah and yeah then, after he entered but and then Ray says yeah uh, Unka Plut had it installed I thought I told him it would it would overload the whatevers but right he did it anyway so she knew he installed it Han knew it was installed but he didn't know. You know, obviously, Ray knew more as right. to how Uncar Plot did did it, right? So she's like searching for it. And she's like, and she's even surprised herself that she bypasses it. That's not, and, and it doesn't make sense. Nothing makes Listen, sense. I have a, I have a like a fly trap. I literally like the the fan was making. I literally stumbled my way across disassembling it and putting some oil on that fan. I am not the perfect electrician in the world. You bypassed the compressor. Yeah. So you're, I literally, you're I literally than, opened the, the latch in the bottom mechanic. and I was like, there's a couple of screws here. I'm going to unscrew and unscrew. I'm, I, I literally stumbled my way. So you're telling me you did that the when, the, when Anakin didn't do that? I mean, that's just... I might be a Mary Sue. Right. You might be a Mary Sue. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on, man. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it makes... That's what's so stressful about being a Star Wars fan. Or an anything fan these days, right? Because, I mean, Lord of the Rings is uh, is woke now because of Rings of Power. I mean, House of the Dragon and Game of Thrones. I mean, everything's woke now. Like, it used to be just Star Wars, but now we've progressively, um, I mean, assembled all of the fandoms have have assembled and become woke. No, but I mean, no, it's just you can't see anything because I I I know a lot of people do reactions to like a new t- TV episodes or whatever. But I just I can't do that. I need to like I don't know, just get into it, you know, and just mm-hmm. watch it by myself. And so I usually, I mean, I might hate some stuff, but I'll look for what I can love, like we talked about earlier. And so I finished watching whatever I watched, and I loved it. And so I just hop online to see, fuck, I'm excited. Who else, who else loved it? And it's just, man, you know, it's, it, it drains the, the joy out of me. And it yeah. Fucking. I was, I was deflated. Listen, I watched The Last Jedi in the theaters. I walked out of it saying, that was the best movie since Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> and then I went online, I was like, why why does everyone hate it so much you right. know um and then i found my people you know what i mean <laughs> but 
at the end of the day, I think I think they've decided to hate it already. Yeah, you it's know, premeditated. And I think we know this. Right. You know, as soon just like just like I said what I was talking about with with what books we don't look up the cast, hmm. but when it comes to projects nowadays, we look at the cast. Is it white? No. Is it a girl? Yes. I hate it already. Yeah, woke bullshit. Trying to shove it up my throat. Whatever they're gonna say next. I saw a, I saw a tweet a couple of days ago. The picture of Shin Hari. Now this is a, a well written female character, and I, oh. and I I stopped myself from quoting it and going because she's not the lead, and she doesn't speak much. Right. You know. You know, I, I've um, I held my tongue. I mean, I mean, we we were on, I mean, in the middle of strikes, right? But um, and she's apprenticed to a white guy, right? <laughs> and she's white, and she's um, and she's pretty, and this and that. You know, it just is so many factors that people just act as if it just so different than Riva. Now think about think think about how people would th- would feel if Balin Skull was a was a woman and Shin Hati was a young young boy. It just the whole narrative changes. It just No one likes Balin Skull. Everybody thinks that Shin Hati was robbed. You know? It's so it's, it's, it's so strange. You know, it's, just, it's so it's strange why. but it's strange but cathartic to think that that's ex- that it's as simple as that. Yeah, you encapsulated the whole thing in just that um, hypothesis. What I if... have a video. I have a video coming out di- dissecting somebody uh, calling Sabine Wren a plot hole. So stay tuned for that. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, you know, I I stayed my tongue regarding Shin because I'm. Um, I mean, I know who I am, and I know where I'm coming from, right? Mm-hmm. And I and I, and I and I'm gonna say this, and I don't think there's such a thing as truly to- toxic positivity. You know, I don't think such a thing can actually exist because I mean, no. posit- positivity is inherently good, right? I mean, it can't be bad. It can't be toxic. But what I, I mean at is, that point, I, I think at that point you're just toxic, right? Right. At any given point where you just you just have lost the plot, you're toxic. Right. I'm with you. But where where I'm coming from is the you know, there's this um defenders or whatever, you know, that they're they'll just run and defend anything and everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean there's a place for I mean, if X person loves this, right? And everyone hates it. And they and everyone come. Everyone's coming at them for loving it. You know, I mean, it's the 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 honorable thing to just go ahead and and say like, hey guys, I mean, you hate it. I'm with you. He loves it. You don't gotta attack her. You know, I, I understand that, right? But when when a person, you know, a random person just says, you know, I don't like this one, and that same savior or whatever that helped her or defended her. Attacks you for not liking the thing, and I'm I'm kind of a 
<laughs> I'm running in the maze here. I'm making a maze here yeah. with all the all the pronouns and whatever. But uh, um, what I'm saying is, these defenders can become the the villain they're fighting against. Let's just absolutely let, let's let's say that because I mean I liked Shin, and I like Riva. I do like Riva. I mean, what I don't like as much is Ingrid Moses as um as Riva. And that's Ooh. just regarding the acting. You know, I like to be immersed. Her acting and her interpretation of certain scenes feels um like acting. And I know that's redundant. I mean, she's acting, of course. Well, it's acting. no, I can But um I think I think I can I think I can parse what you're getting at though. Right. You know, it looks like I mean I'm not immersing myself, you know, it's pulling me out of my immersion, you know, it's putting a stop, a hiccup in it. And so I don't mind her story. I mean, I do think like her, um, her, how do you say that? She spends perhaps too much time in the spotlight. Maybe. I mean, the, the whole promoting of it, the whole marketing was. Obi-Wan and Anakin. We're, we're revisiting these characters. I think we spent a lot of time with her, but we also spent a lot of time with Leia. So I think mm -hmm. if, you, if you're bothered by Riva spending that much time in the spotlight, it just stands to reason you have to be that much, at least half bothered by um, Leia. I, I think and it's, it's, it's tough with Obi-Wan because, because I think for the most part... His story is Reva, Leia, and Leia and Anakin. Hmm. You know, I, I don't think you can do a TV show of him just in the desert being himself. No, right. They're, they're, I think they put it in motion. Like both Reva and yeah. Leia put the story in motion. Absolutely. Right. I think, I think, I think his, his interaction with Vader is one thing. His interaction with, with, with Reva and um, trying to, trying to uh fix what he failed with Anakin like trying to be a master again to Reva I think it's an important part of his arc right. and that's why Reva is so is so uh front and center I don't think she takes over but I I see where you're coming from where where it's like she's 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 very important for a show that is not about her um, and how I reconcile with that is that anybody that shares the limelight with Obi-Wan in terms of supporting characters is because they are hugely important to his arc. Right. And so Anakin, of course, or Vader, um, Leia, of course, because at the very end, you know, he, that she, she's thinking about Leia, that Luke and protecting them and he can't stay buried beneath this rubble forever. So that's the catalyst that takes him out of that and Riva is his peace with his failure with Anakin you know that's why the very the very last conversation they had is like am I turning into him and Obi-Wan's like no you're not and you can honor their memories you know by changing and so I mean I I that's basically me saying I, I get where you're coming from, no, but I'm I reconcile you, it with it. I'm with you. With that, that, that's why I say Obi Wan. Maybe 
and and that's why I said this. Maybe the thing is that, or maybe not. You know, I know my my main thing is with Ingrid Moses. And, and you know, I like her in real life, right? I mean, she she's charming. She's she looks like a good person, a great person. You know, I just her acting in Riva it just it threw me off. And so that's no, why I try to leave moments, it yeah. at that. You know, and, and about what you're saying, yes, she's a pivotal. She plays a pivotal a pivotal role in the narrative in Obi Wan Kenobi. But this is why, and I don't know if it was you, maybe it was Joko, maybe it was someone else, but I agreed with this statement. You know, maybe we should just simply start naming these shows after specific characters if the narrative is going to encompass something that much greater or, or encompass the, the storylines of many other characters. And I mean, take Ahsoka. A lot of people are torn between was this Ahsoka or was this Rebel Season 5? You know, and yes, yes definitely Ahsoka. I, you but know, I'm like, but see, but can't, can you not see where people, I definitely see where, where, where people say it's Rebel Season 5. Right. Where, where my feelings diverge is, is the way I consume stories. And this just might, might be me. Um, it's Ahsoka's story, but just because it has Rebels characters in it doesn't mean it's Rebels season five. Like, right. in that respect, it is her story and how she how she is involved with these these characters, how she has become involved and entrenched in their family. So, whether it's Sabine going to search, going to, um, you know. Uh, keep a promise to Ezra if it's if it's Hera trying to, you know, uh, keep relations good with the New Republic. It's all it all affects Ahsoka because Ahsoka has to rely on Hera, and Ahsoka has to teach and mentor Sabine. So everything that happens with all of the the side characters, supporting characters, are instrumental to ahsoka's arc now a lot of it is lost in some flimsy dialogue there's a lot of work that you need to do behind the scenes and in your head right and 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 chaco and chaco is talking about this on our round table for ahsoka too there's a lot of missed opportunities for the show to tell us and and I always say, like, the Star Wars doesn't have to hold my hand and tell me everything. But there comes a point where, like, you're doing a lot of work for them. Right. right? And so, so that was one of my gripes with, with Ahsoka. The, 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 the dialogue was definitely elementary. Uh, and it forced you to kind of put two and two together a lot. And so, I mean, but, but then, of course, after, after you do that, you come to realize how much of these people matter to ahsoka you know the last time we saw ahsoka and rebels was with ezra and the last time ezra saw sabine you know it was at the end of rebels so we have to start there and then we have to establish how important ezra is to ahsoka ezra saved her so she has so she has a lot of um she has a lot of baggage with these characters so it makes sense that 
they're a part of it. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. And I and I think this is where I hit like a sort of crossroads of sorts, you know. All of what you're saying is true. And, and I mean, but but it is still true in so many other shows. Like let's say and I don't know if you watch any of these shows, right? But um, but Supernatural, The Vampire Diaries. I mean, let's say Teen Wolf. Right? I watched The Vampire Diaries. I watched Teen Wolf. Uh, me and Chaco are actually man. I love you, Supernatural. Do you really? Did you watch them? Did you watch all of it? All of them? All of Teen Wolf? Yeah, I even watched their their comeback movie. Man, we gotta talk about that. I mean, I know it's getting <laughs> late, but we gotta talk about that. I don't mean I don't know many people that that actually like Teen Wolf. I mean, not a lot of people watched MTV for no, for starters, for right? The, for 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 the TV, <laughs> you know. Right. But uh, yeah, it definitely has its high moments. I mean, like I consider it, I consider it top tier in terms of mythology, and you know, it, it kind of fell off Great. after Arden Show left. But that's a personal thing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It just it. Let me say what I was gonna say, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna say something else because you just you mentioned <laughs> mythology. And I just need to follow up on that. But uh, but yeah, what I'm saying regarding those shows is that Teen Wolf, you know, Scott McCall, of course, we know that the Vampire Diaries, it you know, it ends up being about Damon and Stefan, right? Because uh, Nina Dobrev leaves or whatever. But mainly, it's about Nina Dobrev, Nina Dobrev's character Elena. Mm-hmm. Right, um, even though she's not a vampire, but I mean, she's the main character. You know, the story revolves around her, and so. But still, we got Catherine these was, names. Right? Cat, Cat, Katerina, Katerina Petrova. Yes, she Catherine was, Pierce. Yeah, yeah, she played a role, uh, a, a very important role in the first couple of seasons. But what what I'm saying is the title, right? The Vampire Diaries. Mm-hmm. So when the story takes away from the from the character that they have presented as main or whatever, you know, you, you roll with it because this is the vampire diaries after all. Same with Teen Wolf, you know, like we're seeing a lot of other wolves, that's fine. But you know, but you go to see Ahsoka. And and I didn't have this problem with Ahsoka per se, you know. I, I like Ahsoka. I think they balanced everything really well. But it, it's happened with other shows. Like it just the show's called Soga, but it just it features so many other characters so heavily, and at times leaving Ahsoka out of the narrative, if even for a moment, right? Because like you said, we're gonna tie back to her. You know, this matters because they they had this thing beforehand or whatever. Like it does matter, it does impact Ahsoka, but it just it ta- it at times at least it takes like a uh I just it takes its own uh i'm losing uh, i don't know how to say it it dis- distracts let's say that it distracts from the from ahsoka mm-hmm. even though it's going to tie back to her and i mean maybe that's what it's supposed to do right because we were supposed to stay with ezra or we're supposed to stay with sabine for a little while and i know that's part of storytelling i know that but it just it can throw me off if even for a slight moment i don't know how you can relate to that if you no, even but uh, i no i understand it and i and i think that's largely a, a product of star wars because a lot of a lot of what we're fans of 
our characters, right? right? Do we want to watch a show called The Inquisitors and Darth Vader and The Path? I mean, I want to. No, no. That well, Darth Vader is in the title. Of course, we're gonna watch it. It was like <laughs> The Inquisitors and the or 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 a show called The Path. Right. Granted, granted, we would get the promo and and we would the press junket and all of that, and we would see Obi Wan's right. part of it. But like from a marketing standpoint, right. The IP, the, the brand is not right. Obi Wan Kenobi. It is not and like what what is Andor called? Right, rise of the rebellion. Besides, it just, I yeah, mean, it doesn't. I know. I'm we weird. know Andor yeah. from Rogue One. Um, see, and now, and now, enter, enter new territory. Skeleton crew, acolyte. They're not characters, right? But anything that's revolving around like time-honored fav- favorites of the fandom, it's gotta be the name. Right, and if we ever get a Darth Vader, Darth Vader show, it's not going to be called the Man in the Mask. It's going to be called <laughs> Darth Vader. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm with you. It just. I'm just thinking about like the Man in the Mask and finally getting a Malgus show. But I would, I, oh, I would want that to be. On, I would want that to. I would. I actually, you know veering away from the from this what we've just established i'd actually love malgus's show to be called deceived rather than darth malgus but it's just i mean that's even better right because deceived is just for one it encompasses the what it means to be sith Mm -hmm. right i mean every single sith is deceived by the promise of power Every single one. I mean, yes, you're going to get power, and yes, you get power, but, I mean, you always end up losing. Like, you never end up being top dog without heavy, heavy, heavy downside. Oh, yeah. I mean, I say this all the time. Um, the Sith Code, my chains are broken, but you you have literal chains on you. Right. You left the Jedi because you could not love, and you joined the Sith, so that you could finally be free with your emotions but you find out that love is a weakness so you part ways with it yeah bro but that's why great jedi are better you know because they can love (laughs) and they can like use electricity and and they can still be good they can use lightning and eat donuts at the same time and and um what was i gonna you said what would you name what would you name the show about about the rediscovery of Tython and Satil Sean. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, but is this on, present like, day is this present day rediscovering Tython or is this like set in the in the old republic? It's the old republic. It's the story of Satil Sean finding Tython oh. and establishing the Jedi Temple again on there. Yeah. I'm said I'm I'm sending force vibes to you. I have this I title. Mean, I think I'm gonna disappoint you. I probably am, but I mean it just I can I can basically see it, Path of the Jedi. I mean I can see that. Uh, I'm sorry, I like that. man. I like I like sorry, I like but, uh, that, but I'm going off of 
I'm going off of y- your first episode when you talked about Satil Sean. What did you like? Did I like? You said I like Grandmasters. Oh, Grandmasters so, of the Old Republic. I think I said no. That. I, it would be it would be called the Grandmaster. The Grandma, just plain plain and simple, the Grandmaster. Mm-hmm. And it's Satil Shan. She finds Tython. It's like her journey to becoming the Grandmaster. I mean, I get behind that. I mean, but I like both. Now that I sit back, I know I Jedi, like Path of the Jedi. As I well, mean, too, the, yeah. the Grandmaster. Double dots. Path of the Jedi. Man, I watched mm-hmm. the hell out of that. Path of the Grandmaster. Oh man. Oh <laughs> come on. This is why every show needs a writer's room. Right, right, right. I mean, just. There is no such thing as bad ideas. Mm-hmm. And so what? I'm, just, I'm picturing, story, I'm sorry, I'm just the story, picturing it. The, so- the story of Revan and Bastila, that's not, we're not, no, it's not going to be KOTOR, it's not going to be Knights of the Old Republic. We need a Romans. Like the prodigal son. I, I like uh, that. <laughs> I, I like it too, but, it's, but it sounds kind of generic. And pretentious, maybe even. Yeah. But, uh, oh man, you know, I could do this all day. It just, it scratches something in my brain, you know, just to imagine and hope. It just, and, oh, I remembered. You said mythology when Mm -hmm. I mentioned Vampire Diaries and Teen Wolf and all that. And that's the metric to which I hold any media that I consume. Yes, I need to immerse myself in it. But, I mean, and maybe this only applies to sci-fi or fantasy, but it is in the hope of immersing myself in the world that they've built, that mythology, the world building. You know, I mean, if we're being honest, I mean, the Vampire Diaries, Supernatural, Teen Wolf, um, so many others, even The Walking Dead, you know, they, they have great moments. They have great actors. They have great everything at times. I mean, they're not so consistent, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, the, the mythology around every single one of those aspects, it's just so rich. Like, I mean, take Teen Wolf, for example. I mean, the special effects is just one and two. I mean, I know you've seen the videos. <laughs> it just, uh, the, the, the werewolves just running on all fours with the techno music or whatever. It just... It's, it's got its own charms. Right, but I mean, no. the, the whole aspect of it, you know, the alpha werewolf and the, the pack makes the alpha stronger. And, you know, the the bond between an alpha and the beta that they turn, it just, it all bit, builds upon everything that came before. I really, just, I really got into it when, when they revealed, um, Kaylian. I forget, I forget her, I forget her name. Um, but when they revealed her to be a banshee. And that's when oh, I knew the, Lydia. the mythology. Yeah, Lydia. Lydia. Uh, that's when I knew the mythology was going to go into crazy places. Right. It expanded upon itself. It, it's no longer. But I also werewolves. liked how it was like. I I also liked how it was like, kind of humanized. Like, you know how there's like the bestiary of all all fantasy. We have banshees. We have chimeras. Right. We have sirens and stuff. And they're all monsters. 
But like in, in Teen in Teen Wolf, they kind of humanized it where like, oh, the hellhound, but like it's a it's a person. Or the it's, banshee. Right. It's a person. They're just power sets. They're they're like abilities right. that fall within this mythology. And they are like harbinger. The kitsune? Jesus. The kitsune, yeah, that was the fox. Yeah. Right. And the 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 hellhound and the the banshee, they were harbingers of death. Mm-hmm. But they were protectors of the supernatural. Mm-hmm. So it just, I don't know, man. It just it scratches something in my brain and in my heart that just pulls me in. And I can forget all about the, I mean, Tyler Posse's acting for a while. Because, I mean, <laughs> he's not the best He's act. not that bad. Oh, come on, man. Watch Team Wolf again. <laughs> he's not... Oh, He's a great dude, you know, and and he really tries. But it just, I don't know. What's her name? Um, Argent. Allison. Yeah. She's a great actress. I I think she's Crystal Reed. Christine Reed. Yeah, yeah, that's Crystal Reed. Crystal Reed. Yeah, um, I was really sad when when she left. Right. She's she's a good actor. (laughs) She really was one of the best in there. And, uh, how do you think about how do you feel about her in the in the the reunion movie that they did? Yeah, I mean I thought I, the, the, that was that was a a nostalgia grab. Right. Um I was happy to see her. I mean, but, right. But when I but I at the same time as I was watching I was like this doesn't make sense. I mean, one of the things that I liked about Teen Wolf, as opposed to uh, Supernatural and The Vampire Diaries, which are both two of my favorite shows ever. I mean, I've watched each of them at least eight times. Each and of them. And Summerholder is my gambit. Oh, oh, man, that man is fine, damn it. Is he not? Is, would oh. you not see him? Do you not see him as MCU gambit? I could. I could, yeah. Stricken eyes, dude. No, I I have the uh, I don't know. I know you drink whiskey. I don't know how much of a of a fan of whiskey you are, but do you know that Ian Somerhalder and Paul Wesley have their own bourbon? No, you you I, didn't. I don't. So so I don't. I don't follow like. Uh, you don't follow them uh, off screen. Cele- ce- celebrity endorsed like drinks. I ha- I I have like Toki. I have um um. Um, McAllen, I have um, um, Lagavulin. I have my brands that I stick right. to in terms of whiskey, but I don't like if there's like a celebrity whiskey, I don't really. No, I'm like that. that. You know, I, I mean, <laughs> first celebrity liquor that I bought was the Terramana from Dwayne Johnson. How is that? It's good. I mean, it's a good tequila. I mean, it's better than the the El Cuervo eleven dollar bottle that I used to buy. <laughs> I mean, so it's <laughs> Jose good. Cuervo? Yeah, it's good, but I mean, it just. I mean, I'm not a tequila guy, so I don't. I couldn't speak to the nuances of it, but uh, but it's good. You know, it's it mm-hmm. like twenty four. It was twenty four in Florida. It's like thirty two dollars here in Puerto Rico. I mean, all the taxes and shit, but uh. But I mean, it's, it's worth it, I think. 
nothing mm. mind blowing, but the for the Ian Somerhalder and Paul Wesley, I mean Stephen Damon from the Vampire Diaries, they have the Brothers Bond bourbon, which of course they named after their uh, mm -hmm. their on screen Bond in the Vampire Diaries. They always dr drank bourbon, and so they actually developed their own bourbon. And man, is it good! Really, I have to give it. You know what? You know, and it's a. Uh, they did drink a lot. They did, <laughs> and apparently they did in real life too. Like all those scenes where they're drinking, like it's like eleven a.m. on the on the scene, and they're drinking by the fireplace. Like I've seen them on podcasts, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we were drinking. We we're actually drinking. Like we wrapped and we just carried on drinking." And I'm like, "Shit." nice <laughs> hey adds a certain element of realism like, right and well, so even though they're supposed to be vampires and don't get drunk right which i mean but damon is all the t drunk all the time and elena is always mm -hmm. like damon don't you're drunk whatever however <laughs> <laughs> that works but man i'm telling you the brothers bond bourbon is actually good i've bought like seven bottles i've right, drank yeah, i gotta try it. i've drank like to the to the last drop seven bottles and i have one that came with like a it's all the way over there but um it's uh and i, I don't want to open that one and i just i'm trying to like hold on to it and just open That's it in great. like i don't know 10 years or whatever but uh but it's it's that good it's not a celebrity liquor it's not like a cash grab like oh i mean every vampire fan, every vampire diaries fan is gonna buy it because i mean we're the act no i mean it's good and they say it, they actually said, you know, we're not just celebrities that are selling alcohol. We're like, we're trying to make it into the, the spirits uh, business. And of course I rolled my eyes and I was like, yeah, man, I mean, you're trying to, it's a cash grab, <laughs> but it's actually good. I'm out, I mean, I just finished uh, that Toki, so I, I, I'll, I'll give Terramana and Brothers Bond a try. And I'll let you know what I think. I won't I, uh, vouch for Terramana, but I will vouch for Brothers Bond bourbon because I do drink bourbon. You know, I like, uh, I mean, I don't know about top shelf because I mean, <laughs> I'm not that, uh, you know. Neither am I. I just, it, like I said, we, we have our brands that we right, just. Right. Have. I mean, I like Jack Daniels, which is not necessarily bourbon, but uh, I drink Jack Daniels and I drink Maker's Mark, which is actually mm -hmm. a bourbon. And I like Jim Bean, and I like Wood for Reserve. I like all of those, but Brothers Bond is uh, it's forty dollars a bottle. It's like is it's that, not. Would that would that be above your usual brands? You mean as as a if I like it more than my usual taste. maps? Yeah. Yes, it is. I do okay. like it. Like my favorite brand is Major's Mark. Which I do like it a lot. I like it on the rocks. But our Brothers Bond is just... I can drink it neat, on the rocks, chilled, like room temperature, mixed. It just it tastes good. Like genuinely. Mm. Like, you know, everyone says like all beer tastes bad until you like get to the third beer. But everyone has that That's beer. <laughs> you don't yeah. think that? No, I don't. I, I So... I, I can have my my um shock tops or stellas or or blue moon and it's you always it like them yeah it's not it's not it doesn't taste bad until the third one though so i think that i've had i've had beers that that i was like uh 
but like the ones that I the one the ones that I like I, I like. So I think so. the only two ones that I like are um that I actually like like if it were a juice or a soda or whatever like that I can just drink one and actually like it or uh maybe a Corona and a Miller Light. Mm. Have you ever tried Rattlers or Lightning Kugel? Neither of those. No, I didn't even know they existed. They're so they're they're not like they're not really heavy. They're 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 like shan they're shandies basically. Okay. So if you I'll 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 message you um one, but it, it's basically like a uh, it's a sparkling beer. Okay. So it's kind of just like soda, fruity flavored, but it's but it's like what six percent? I don't know what it is, but it's it's very very light. It's not. I mean, six percent is good though. I mean, for a... yeah. I mean, assuming the but I, it's, I don't it's know. one of those things that like you could you could drink it on the first go and just keep drinking it. It's like uh, right, right. It's it's one of those things where like you don't feel like a beer, but you would like some alcohol. Okay. And those are the ones that I drink, the the rattlers and and. Uh, the lining kugel. Those are your go-to. Yeah, for for just like if if I need to if I need to down something, but I don't feel like beer or hard liquor. Okay. Okay. I see. Well, yeah. Also, so, soju and sake. I haven't <laughs> read, I haven't seen that either. Yeah. Uh, sake. No, I I don't. You haven't had you haven't had Japanese sake. No, is that is that a like a beer or a liquor? It's um, it's it's fermented rice. What wine? Oh, I don't drink wine though. Is it? How do you spell it? Like, is it S A K E? S A K E. O K E. S A K E. Oh, okay. Is it? I don't know if you'll be able to see it, but is it? Oh, let me. Nah, whatever. I don't. I mean, yeah, the, the those look like those, those look, look like, like uh, sake bottles, yeah. Okay, I'm and not, soju is kind know. of like the it's a Korean version of sake. I know some people are gonna kill me for saying that, but it's kind of true. <laughs> no, man, I, don't, I haven't. Uh, you know, I don't. I I just I don't drink wine. I don't, and I've tried. So it's not even it's 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 not a wine, but it's it's kind of like a it's 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 kind of like a rice wine that has been distilled and. I can't really, I can't really remember off the top of my head the process, but okay. it's made. But like sake, soju, they're like twelve, thirteen percent. That 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 a lot of people will go That's to the good. bar and and have a couple of beers, have a couple of sakes, and you know, you know what it's I have. One of those drank. easy easy shots, right? If you're right. playing a drinking game based on shots and you want this, you want it to last, you're gonna do the sakes and the sojus. Um, because if you, if you if you do tequila shots, the game's gonna be over really fast, mm. you know. Um, so I'll send I'll I'll DM you. Yeah, please um, do. Some of no, I'm gonna because um I mean as you know I'm in Puerto Rico, so we don't get a lot of uh, I mean we don't we didn't get Terramano until this year, you know, and and we we're not even getting Brothers Bond yet. So every time I go to the states, I bring like three bottles with me or whatever. Cause it's uh, I mean it's uh, it's tough getting <laughs> getting the, that stuff here. But uh, I'll be in the East Coast for 
I'm leaving December 5th and I'm going to be there till like end of January. So, oh, okay. yeah, so I'll be able hey, to. Hey, um, do you know about DiadCon? DiadCon? No. Is that like from Diet in the Forest from, from your podcast? Yeah. Are you doing something? What? We're, it, it's, it's not a convention. It's, we're just calling it DiadCon. Okay, but, but what is it? I'll send you, I'll send you a link to, 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 because we've, we've, we've basically booked out a whole block of hotel rooms. Oh, and, and, um, I think it's like, it's, I think it's like 200 a night for up to four. Um, but like, it's just, it's just a community gathering because every single time that we've, we've met, uh, people from the community in the star Wars TikTok community or creator community, it's always that celebration. It's always at a comic con. Right. Where, where. Everybody has things they want to do. The panels, uh, photo ops, and, and and autographs. They got they, they got shit to do. They're busy, so they meet up. We meet up in between. Sometimes in like you know after parties, but then at the end, everybody goes goes their their separate ways. Right. We we wanted a community meetup where we were all in the same hotel, and there's there there will be planned events. Such as you know the when it when it's happening, May Fourth is the weekend, and since there's no celebration that this next year, that's when it's happening. That's also JJ's birthday, so we're gonna have a karaoke night mm-hmm. for her. It's gonna be a big, massive. Oh, so it's around night. that time, May next year. It's May first to six. Oh, and where so is it? So it's when it's it's Wednesday to sun wednesday to sunday you can leave on monday if you really want to but it's in anaheim okay uh, where is that anaheim uh california california okay it's 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 right it's right outside disneyland i've been wanting to go to the west coast but i've always want to find an excuse not to but i mean Okay. I've got me and my wife have like uh like this whole I mean like let's say bucket list of places we want to go and so we've been trying cuz I always said before I got married that I was going to go I was going to do a road trip um all 50 states or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean then, then I got married and just you know we didn't do the road trip and we do <laughs> yeah, yeah. a lot of other stuff and then and I mean, but yeah, we've been wanting to do the the road trip, and we're gonna do that do one last year, but we did the UK because of celebration. And so, like you were saying, you know, everyone everyone wants to do their own thing. So I kept seeing like, man, they're all like they're all gonna hang out by the, I don't know, they're they're all gonna do this. But me and the wife had this plan to go see like the London Eye or whatever. Yeah. And so, uh. I don't know. So I'm I'm liking that uh that Anaheim thing. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we we wanted we wanted to to come together so that we'd be able to hang out with each other and not have this convention loom, looming over us where right. we have to wake up at 6 a.m. and get ready and go freaking get online and 
go do all of that stuff literally right, right. We, we have a we have a block of i think 30 rooms reserved at the hyatt and you know if you guys are interested in coming to it I, i'll give you the link to the group booking website where you can book under us and you'll be within our block um but it's essentially just to be in the same area will right. we will we have days where we may plan to go to disney disneyland and galaxy's edge together yes but largely from first from the first to the fifth it's just like we're all in the same place at the same time what are we going to do there's no convention there's nothing we can go to galaxy's edge we can go to star wars night we can do this court karaoke night but we have all day every day in those day right. ranges to just hang out and be with each other because and especially when we're going to end the night just go back to that block of hotel we're all we're all go to the rooftop you right. know Going around around place around the bonfire and just hang out and and drink and just you know decompressed for the end of the night together right but it's just not possible with a convention everybody has their own hotel they go they they go back to their own hotel everyone's separated and so we wanted everyone to be together without any kind of big thing that was separating us oh man i'm interested you know if i can make it work you best believe that i will be there because I, i've been wanting to do the road trip you know i've been staying in the east coast just because it's easier you know it's uh more like cost efficient for me to go there and i will be mm -hmm. going on february and i think um we haven't told anybody yet but i guess i'll say here we're going to mystic falls you know we're going oh to oh my god covington georgia so we're going to be going is... there in nashville <laughs> oh man are you gonna be cosplaying there no no <laughs> no i mean you have your you have the you have some you have some facial ha teen wolf things happening oh anyway. thank you <laughs> i'll take that as a compliment but no 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 man no just you know i want i want to have a burger at the mystic grill and just have some bourbon and i want to just go to the bluebird cafe on nashville and just i don't know those are two of my lifelong dreams that i've had for so many times for so many years that I just, I don't know. I'm turning 25 on February. So, dang. So it's well, a happy early birthday. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's uh, La Peseta, like we call it in Puerto Rico. I don't know, uh, like the, the quarter. It, it doesn't sound as fun in English. <laughs> it doesn't sound as fun, but yeah. Nothing sounds as fun in English. No, some things do, though. You know, um, I'm at that point because I, my first language is Spanish, obviously where you'll see me stutter or uh, like <laughs> mess up my words every now and then. Oh, you're great, man. Oh, thank you. But, uh, but I see it and you know, I get uh, like self-aware, but I've gotten to the point where I think in English because I mean, Ooh. I'm a writer, you know, and, and, and I've, I've been making the switch to like, I'm a storyteller just because I mean, since English is my second language, but I think and write in English, but I don't know every single thing that there is to know about English grammar because it's not my first. You know, it's just like this so you conundrum. code switch in your right. you code switch in your in your brain. I add them. No, I do. I actually do the. I actually do the same thing. I actually do the same thing um, with Japanese. You do. Um. Yeah. But I'm. But I'm. I'm envious of you because I. 
I I don't know Tagalog. I don't know I don't know how to speak uh Bisaya, which is the dialect where I'm from in the Philippines. I okay. I don't know. I, I'm not connected with, with my heritage um that much. I know the culture. I know I know the right. food, I know the cuisine and and everything, but it, if I were if I were plopped in the middle of the Philippines and no one spoke English, I couldn't right. communicate. I mean, but it's but it's harder though because I mean English and Spanish, even though they're not the like derived from the same. I mean, because the like the how do you call it in English? Like the the Rome, the Romans tongue. How do you say it? Like in Spanish, we call like French, Italian, um, Spanish. They're all derived from Latin, which are like the we say lenguas romances, like. Yeah, English is derived from from Greek and Latin. Uh, a whole bunch of actually. I mean, right. we have words like rendezvous. That's French. So the, the, I mean, it's right, 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 right. We we we. I mean, I say we. <laughs> I was born in the Philippines. Um. Yeah, English is just an amalgamation of a whole bunch of right. You know, but it's Latin just it's just so French. similar. So I mean, so I can, I mean, I can make it work. But it's just it it's very similar. I mean, it's mm-hmm. even simpler. I think English is, um, so I think my thing with English is that it, it doesn't roll as easy off the tongue as it does to obviously native English speakers. Just because, I mean, I'm not supposed to pronounce the R and the T, I'm not supposed to pronounce it all the time. You know, and it's just so many, so much things that I'm supposed to like keep track of. But I mean, they're very similar. But yes, yeah, to, because um, I speak, English and Spanish, right? Those are my two main languages. But I, I went to Quebec just now, and they speak French. <laughs> and yeah, man, I I couldn't. I couldn't. Do they understand. call that French though, or is it or is it Quebecian? Ah, Quebecian, Quebec French. I I honestly Isn't don't know. Quebec French. I honestly couldn't say. Cause I just um, when I, when because I, I googled and I did my research beforehand, and it all says French. And when I'm with when I was with them, I couldn't understand anything that they were saying. So, I mean, yeah, it's called it's called Kabuka French. Is it? And that is yeah, Kabuka French is Kabuka the French, the variety of French spoken in Quebec and largely in Canada. Wow. Um, there's a different variation of French that's spoken in the French Quarter in in uh, New Orleans. In, uh, New Orleans, yeah. Right. Well, see, it's French. It's even in the same, like, um, branch of languages, supposedly, right? Spanish and all that. But I couldn't make out anything they were saying. I couldn't even begin to try to pronounce <laughs> the things that they were saying. They would say, like, and they would try to teach me, you know, a bartender or, a, or the waiter or whatever. And I was like, I'm sorry, man. You just, let's go ahead My with fr- English, I, you know. <laughs> My French is just trying to sound French. Like I'll say English words in French, like "oh bartender." Oh, okay, you know? okay, okay. I know "dachien." Uh, I mean, "je m'appelle Pepito." <laughs> okay, you I know, know that. "Je m'appelle." Excusez-moi, Mademoiselle. Excusez-moi, I can say bon that. Voyage. Maxi, Maxi, yeah. yeah. Si vous plaît. You know, I can like I can pull a bunch of words together and make it sound mm-hmm. like, but I mean, they'll know, they'll just know. Gosh, 
it's uh, it's such a conundrum like I, I i'm filipino but i can speak a lot more languages that are not filipino right was that german first at first no that's that's it was all japanese even the first one yeah, I'm Filipino. I'm Filipino, but I'm But I speak more Japanese. I mean, that that sounded awesome. I'll just say that. Even though if I go to... <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you know, we go back to my parents and be like, yeah, like, I can't, Aww. I can speak Japanese. It's like, but you're Filipino. It's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love anime. What do you want? Oh yeah, right, right. You know, man, I've been trying to get into anime. I've been trying, trying to... to. What are uh, you? Uh, the only anime that I've actually, it just. Let me start with this. I hate dubbed media. Of like, course. Growing up, and you know, I I didn't know English. I learned English when I was like maybe eleven or twelve. And so I always watch things dubbed, right? But I, like I was saying, I, I want to be immersed. But when I watch TV dubbed and I'm seeing in Spanish, but the mouth's moving like 10 times lower or 10 times faster and none of the words are fitting with, you know, it just, it made me go crazy. And so I couldn't enjoy anything. And then I learned English. And now I can't for the life of me watch anything dubbed to Spanish. Even though I do speak Spanish, right? It's my main language, but I, I, I don't, I can't enjoy it. I can't physically enjoy it. I can't physically enjoy anime in English. I mean, I can't either. This is not, this is not a dig at people who watch anime in English dub (laughs) or English voice actors for that, for, for that matter. I love Steve Blum, you know, but, uh, but it doesn't feel real, right? It feels fake. Largely, yes, because 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 the dialogue, the characters, the humor, the emotion, they're they're they're, they're, they're all written in a Japanese right. sensibility, right? The same joke that is told with Japanese humor is is going to be transliterated into English, and it's going to be a cringe joke. It it is, and then you know, so you take that. And I can't enjoy it. Same thing that I, same way that I can do it with English to Spanish, but I can't understand jack shit of Japanese. So I can't watch it in Japanese because I can't understand anything. And then, I mean, then, okay, I'll say, okay, I'll watch it in Japanese and I'll just do subtitles in English. But it's just moving so fast. And my wife's like, this is how I feel when you make me watch it in English. You know, and I got to watch the subtitles and I'm like, you know, it's not the same, <laughs> even though um, it is the same. But <laughs> I will, I will I say, I don't know if they, if Crunchyroll still does um, seven day free trial, but I, I feel like you should, or no? Do you have Netflix? I do. I wonder if if it's available, um, in your region. But what, what's I would that? recommend. Hmm? What's that? What 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 is it called? No, I'm I'm trying to think of what to oh. recommend in terms of an anime, but uh, 
I'm trying to think of one that is not very talky talky because I get most of what most of what is up shown in in the East Coast or or US or continental US. Oh, okay. Um, I I get most of it. Like Mexico Um, and Latin America will get different things, but I get most of it. Look at what they have. I'm pretty sure I have them all on my list. You know, the only one that I watched and actually loved was Castlevania. I don't know if you watched it. I watched the first one. I haven't seen Nocturne yet. But but you watched the, the, the whole four seasons of the first one, right? Yes. I absolutely loved that. I was absolutely Ooh, your... hooked. You know, I actually recorded a whole podcast episode by myself. So it was basically a 40-minute rant. But I didn't post it because it was just myself ranting. I couldn't find anyone that liked it as well. So I could do a like a proper episode. But it, I just loved it. It was awesome. Okay. If that's if that's your uh, sensibility, because that's me. I'm just like medieval fantasy with a splash of ancient, and that's I'm in it. You know, what I mean that that's my uh, that's my book or the books I'm writing. Just medieval fantasy. I just like that's the. The only way that I can enjoy media or or any mythology at the highest level. Okay. I don't know. It's where I find everything that I like. I'll... My first recommendation in in an anime on Netflix to you is... Be the beginning. Be the beginning? Be colon the beginning. Okay. I think it's your speed based on uh, Castlevania and the animation is best here. And I think you'll enjoy it. Let me write that down. We'll start with that one. If you, if you finish be the beginning, I got some more for you. How long is it? It's, it's two seasons. It's two seasons. And, and I, I would, I would never, for... I would never like, Oh, you're getting into anime. Here's a 500 episode show. You know, man, no. you know, that, that wouldn't like scare me off because you know I'll recommend Supernatural to anyone and they'll be like 50 seasons what the and I'm like <laughs> but I mean it's better that way I mean you have over 200 episodes of something that you're gonna love that's how yeah, I look at it but uh I I think I think I think um for the most part I treat anime on a different scale because because I am I am defaulting to Japanese and defaulting to subtitles it's like okay. Do you want to be watching that for 500 episodes or do you want to uh, watch something that you need to watch 500 episodes of to finish it? Right. Right. Because right, sometimes, right. sometimes a story just needs to end. <laughs> right. You know? And, uh, like some of the best stories ends. like one of my favorite anime called, um, Zega pain, which is mega with a Z Zega. Um, Pain is only 26 episodes. There's one season, but it it tells a very impactful story. You could write that down too. But, um, um, what was Mega what? Zega Pain. Zega. So it's just, so it's just 
Mega, but with a Z, Zega, and then Pain. Okay. Pain. That was 26 episodes? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll try them, man. I, I try to watch, um, let me see. I try to watch um, One Punch Man, Tokyo Ghoul, and uh, whatever others. Um, a couple others that I don't even remember. But I, I watched a couple of, of episodes of One Punch Man and a couple of episodes of uh, Tokyo Ghoul. And Tokyo, so, Tokyo Ghoul is a hard sell. But I think I think I watched it because of you. I don't know if I'm, if, if I'm I know someone asked, Chaco might have. Maybe it was him, but I remember someone like, do you watch anime? Where should I start? And like one of you guys was like, I mean, if you were going to, and then you did a, like a, you did like five or, or maybe <laughs> a, a few like um, suggestions. And I was like, Tokyo Ghoul. Okay. That's on Hulu. I'll try that. And I, and I, and I was actually digging it. It just the, like the dub thing that I'm talking about. It just yeah. it throws me off. I just think in general, your the the best bet with with getting into anime first and foremost is doing it in Japanese with subtitles, simply because the sensibilities, the dialogue, the stories, all written from a Japanese lens. So just like power so, through, in a. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're coming from 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 my um, situation where I'm just like so lost with the language. Yeah, no, power through. Power through. Oh, there wait. are some anime out there that's slow too, so it's you know, that's why I wouldn't recommend Tokyo Ghoul. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, did you, did you ever play Dragon's Dogma? Uh, I didn't play it. I and I and I tried to watch the Netflix series as well, but I never got into it. You know, I tried to watch the series, but it was like just like so different from the game. That uh, I didn't turn into a Star Wars hater fan that was like, this is not true, dude. Did it, you know, it didn't have, <laughs> I didn't do that, but it was so different that it just, you know, it didn't, it didn't have the same appeal. But I did yeah, I can see that. complete Dragon's Duck Mount like 25 times, maybe even more. You know, Interesting. and they're working on a sequel right now. So I don't know if you ever cast one of those Steam like deals where it's just like, three dollars or whatever for the dragon's dogma i how many of them are there is just one dragon's dogma <coughs> i'm sorry yes i'm sorry yes yeah. it's just one and no that's, just... a, that's not a hard sell at all i mean especially if we can if i can get like a 75 percent off on steam on it yeah they're doing <clears> that man i've been i've been meaning to try it too it's it's not like it's not even one of those things where it's like nah never Oh, I mean, I don't know. So I don't know what kind of planes of what kind of games you play, but I know you play Star Wars: Your Republic, and I know, I know you're working on the Lord of the Rings Online. I don't know if you played it before. I, I I've pl I played it before. I don't currently play it now. It, okay. I find it hard to. No, yeah, it's play like, it and work on. <laughs> right, like being a barista and just making coffee in your free time is just. Yeah, I I understand that. But, um, uh, I mean, I played like Cyberpunk. Baldur's Gate 3 that I enjoyed. Um, right, so basically uh, role-playing RPGs, right, basically? Or mm -hmm. open-world kind of games. So this game is, like, it's mostly scripted, I would say. I mean, from what I remember, at least. It's mostly scripted. But uh, but it, it is open-world. The world is not that big. I mean, What do you mean mostly scripted? 
I think it's completely scripted. But I, and what I mean by scripted is that, that it's linear. Like your oh, choices won't cool. affect the uh, like the your path or whatever. But uh, and I'm trying to because I haven't played it in like maybe even more than than six or seven years. But I did comp- like did over twenty five playthroughs. But uh, yeah, it, it is open world. You know, you can complete it at your own pace. And one of the highlights of that game is that you create your own character. Which is like my main thing. If you, if I can create my game, my character in a game, I will probably play that game. Just because of immersion, you know, like I've been saying. But you can not only create your own character, you can create your companion. Mm. Like you can modify your companion. You can name them. You can choose gender, their physical appearance, their voice. Hold on. There's a dragon's dogma, dark arisen. Dragon's Dogma, Dark Arisen, Masterworks. So I don't know about Masterworks, but and Dragon's Dogma Two. So Dragon's Dogma Two is the one that's that's um currently oh, being it's... worked on. That's nah, not out yet. And then Dragon's Dogma, like just plain Dragon's Dogma, is the original game, and then Dark Arisen was like the expansion for it. And so what I I don't know what Masterworks is. Dark Arisen Masterworks, I don't know what that is. But uh so what I would recommend is just getting Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen. Because it'll it'll like include the like the DLCs for it. And also like That's an, what it looks like it is, yeah. Yeah, like an extra like map or whatever, so to speak, which is like a Basically, just like a like a higher difficulty arena sort of thing. Like it's a you don't want to go like if you're just starting Dragon's Dogma, you don't want to go straight to the Dark Arisen map, which is the Break Leak Rock Isle something Isle would be. It was very hard. Very. Are there romance options in this? The romance you said. Like, yeah, I think there were, I'm not so certain, but it's not like fulfilling. Like you wouldn't get like an actually <laughs> fleshed out romance. Or I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be fleshed out. I mean, like you could flirt. I know that you could flirt because I flirt with the princess on the castle and I did that on every single playthrough. And it was like, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of the extent of Sator, right? I mean, right. Yeah. You just no, I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan of that stuff. Like, um, <clears throat> You know, uh, in Skyrim, where you, where where you marry your companion, or or Mass Effect, uh, right. just like Rome, like Baldur's Gate. Even though Baldur's Gate three was sort of kind of like extreme, um, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of like playing avatars in a in a in a fictional world where you can't you can't like you can't riz you know what i mean like you can't (laughs) (laughs) like i love final fantasy 14 i I mean that that mmo i i like i like it better than wow but i find it hard to believe that 
through all of the world saving stories that I've been through, ain't nobody want to get with me. <laughs> and I can't say anything. Right, right. It's like, oh, thank you so much for all of you've done. And I'm just like, mm. right. Instead of saying, <laughs> I mean, if you really want to repay me, I mean, we could certainly think of a way. I'm not that guy, but I'm saying like the silent <laughs> I mean, hero. We're all that guy at times. I mean, come on. The si- the silent hero who right, right. just just Dumbly. doesn't express interest in anybody. You know, it, I mean, I flirted with Satil. That was like, uh... oh man, you know, I did, I flirted with with Satil every single chance that I got, and uh, every single chance I got, I was hoping. Like okay, maybe. Yeah, nothing. It's just nothing. What's it's, your um? The... What's your like romantic um go to on a like partner on world tour? I think. No, I think the first time around it was it was obviously Kira Carson. Right. I think it it was He's the obvious uh, choice. The vanilla right um choice. The basic um... bitch latte right. <laughs> But my but but my my number one is always Lana. You know I like Lana in the uh, the Knights of the Fallen Order or Knights of the Eternal Throne. Hmm. But uh, but my favorite one remains Jaysa Will Sam. Hmm? Jaysa, for the for like Sith warrior. Jaysa Will's I think it's spelled. Will's Will Sam Will's AM I don't I don't know. I need to I need to look her up I mean for one she was gorgeous I mean she's a Latina goddess physically anyways Jaysa that's J A E S A Oh okay So that was my go to I don't know I mean that's so funny as a Sith warrior you're you're uh you're spinning game to a Jedi, and then as a Jedi, spitting game to the Sith. Right, right. It just, I mean, but that's I'm, the great. That's that's great Jedi right there. <laughs> the true meaning the of great side. Jedi. Oh, but man, yeah, I love Jaysa, and I mean, I didn't like it like her that much as a Sith because of the like the Sith markings or whatever. I'm not a fan of that. Like the make typical. A video on that now. What was that? I'm gonna make a video on that now. <laughs> on what? The, the the prompt is gonna be. I am in favor of gray Jedi, <laughs> and then and then I'm gonna be like, no, hear me out. Like, I'm talking about like mixing light and dark. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, 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 right. I'm with you. Like, if I'm gonna be a Jedi, I need some Lana Benico in my life. You know right, what I mean? Right. And, and if I'm gonna gonna be a Sith, I need some Jason. I'm lying. <laughs> But yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's, that's a Puerto Rican in me, but she's li- just like, she's the, she's a Latina princess right there. And just, I don't know, man, and I like her character, but then when she turns Sith and then she, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I love who you were, not who you've become. <laughs> you don't deserve me if you don't love me for all who I am. <sighs> I guess I never did love you in the first place, <laughs> but yeah, man. And then when we did, when they did the Knights of the of the Eternal Throne or Fallen, I I forget. I think it's both, right? The first one is Fallen Empire, then it's Eternal Throne, or vice versa. 
Um, I, I, yeah, no, wait. I think it's. I think I think it's Eternal Empire first. Okay. And then, then Knights of the Eternal Throne. Okay. Then so when they when they were doing those, they did the first expansion. It was like ten arcs or ten chapters or whatever. And then when they released the the following arc or update or expansion, you you start to to regain your old companions. And then you started getting mm -hmm. like companions from other classes. And I was like, okay, yeah, Jace is coming, Jace is coming, Jace is coming. And then when we finally got her, it was just like a one-off mission quest. It looked like a side quest. She had like three lines and that was it. And I was just so disappointed, man. Yeah, I forget who, um, who it was that I was romancing. Because like I came back to Sotor uh recently with Choco and I remember I man, you told like... me. You you told me to join and I was like and you were like, We'll help you. But I mean I don't know, I, I played on <laughs> No, I played on Satil's Shan. I mean, like I spent some dollars on on it, you know. I think we actually ended up making new characters on Satil Shan. You did, you guys? Yeah. Oh man, then if you're there then I'll, I'll I'm gonna update the I'd be happy to join. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I'll, I'll let you know when we when we hop back on, but right, we right. haven't played in a while. But yeah, you know, but the... after after Eternal Throne, Knights of the Eternal Throne, I, I knew that I there was one person that I was hoping would return. I mean, because you get could... my hands on like from the or original class storylines. You mean, yeah. I don't because I did all four um like four sensitive storylines. I know I did those four like maybe first year I I played, and I only recently completed the bounty hunter. I haven't done all eight. Oh, that's right. I wanted to. Um, Nadia Grell. Oh, not yet. Yeah, that's the uh, the Jedi Consular's companion, right? Yeah. But isn't she back? I'm I think not she. Sure. I think she got back. But I think same as Jason. I think it was like one of those alerts that you just had to go like to on the menu and just alerts. And it was what like. It seemed like a random qu side quest. Like it didn't have any like oh. weight on the on the main story. Yeah, you can re you can start a new romance post Ozis. That's cool. Her and uh, Callio Janice. Who's that? She was the um like the like Jack from Mass Effect. Okay. <laughs> she was bald. Had eye my eye makeup with the big gun. <laughs> okay. She's like uh, she was a scoundrel, I think. Did you ever play Dra um, Dragon Age? I uh, the only one I have played because of cons um, constant um, pestering by Chaka was Dragon Age Origin. I still haven't finished it. What? <laughs> oh man, that's 
you know that's one of my there's a lot of games. games out there man i mean but there aren't a lot of games like that one though yeah but i can i can probably name 10 games you haven't played and i'll be like what oh yeah you could you could oh and i just named 10 others I, that's how it works <laughs> but it just i mean for me like i mean we've been talking for i mean over an hour i mean how almost uh, two hours now i'm sorry man i've been keeping you wow time flies i'm sorry yeah, man I've, <laughs> I've kept you a long time no that's perfectly fine but uh, i would have said something if it was uh if i was under any other time constraints um yeah oh still i'm sorry you know i lose track of time you know i mean every time i'm about to do a podcast episode about to record you know i'm i'm like all jumpy or whatever and my wife's like you look happy and i'm like i am you know <laughs> i don't have any uh One second. I have an EOS too. What was that? I have an EOS too. Yeah, but it's just. But I use uh, but I use uh, the cam link. I think I have it on the on the. Uh, I have it connected to a power supply, so it's not supposed to shut off. But I don't know if maybe there's a, like a sort of timer or something. Um, but uh, what was I saying? I think you were just saying that your 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 wife says that you're happy. Right when when they're about to record. Recording. And I am, you know, I mean, I'm from Puerto Rico. You know, I don't know how much you know about Puerto Rico, but I mean, you don't meet no. a lot of uh of of uh geeks or nerds or whatever. So I mean, if I want to talk about anything, I got to talk about like Bad Bunny or I mean whatever the fuck's going on here that I don't really give a <laughs> shit about, you know? I mean, I want to talk about Star Wars, some pop culture, some anything, you know? And, uh, so yeah, that's why, I mean, I get carried on. So sorry that I've kept you so long. And, uh, you're good then. For the, uh, the, yeah. the conversation was great anyway. Uh, I had a blast. You know, I really did have a blast. And for Dragon's Age, for Dragon Age, I'm sorry. I mean, that's a great game right there. Like, yeah, no, I got into it. I mean, I just. There's so many games. Uh, there are so many games, but I mean, just the, the world building around that, you know, the lore. You know, I've taken, you know, I think I've taken more inspiration from. um maybe even maybe the same amount maybe i'm exaggerating but I, I think i've taken more inspiration from dragon age lore than i have from lord of the rings or any other like big um fantasy um juggernaut for my own legendarium it's hard to say because a lot has taken from tolkien right you know even dragon age you like you'll play dragon age and you'll say you'll see like man you know this reminds me of lord <laughs> of the rings but it it does put its own like spin on uh on basically all of it and mm -hmm. uh and yeah it just it, it, i don't know man it's just a lot of core memories i played that game when i was like i, I don't know 10 or 13 so my a lot of forming years or whatever but it's one of those <laughs> games like i mean gameplay sucks i hate the gameplay i actually love the gameplay i i mean i i truly did get into it right you, you did um 
but 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 like I said, like there, there's there's a lot of games that I I haven't finished, um, by virtue of new games coming out. Right. So like, there's a game called Scarlet Nexus, um, that that I started, Tales of Arise. I I haven't I haven't finished those games because like as I start them, a new game comes out, and I have right. to start that and finish that, and. Um, just in general, you, you gotta you gotta finish the the, the newer games first, cause right? Because they're trending, and you'll see spoilers or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did that with Ragnarok, and then and before that, Miles I Morales. Ragnarok either. I I didn't finish Ragnarok, and then I didn't finish Miles Morales before it. And I don't know, man. I didn't. Even I also Bar- didn't finish. I also didn't finish. Um, Horizon. I never played Until it. I'm- like Until New Dawn, recently. Horizon New Dawn, the P- the PS4 game. Yeah, I I I, I started I it on one. PS4. I finished it on PC. Oh, so you did finish it? You you end up finishing it? I finished it. I like I started it on the PS4 when it was relevant then. Right. Did not finish it, and I think it was like last year after I had built the new computer that I finished it on PC. So it took yeah. that long to right. finish that game. Yeah. You know, it comes in spurts. I need I need a drought in video, like I don't want everyone else to suffer, but I need a drought in video games to finish the games that I've started. Like a video game strike, like a video game designer strike or something, or just a drought. Just just a drought of bad games. Like I want some like games oh, where okay. people are like, "Oh man, this sucks." So like, you can cool. go back to, to the it. okay, okay, got it. So um, well, hey man, let's just wrap up. Um, so in terms of canon, just to wrap up in the in the theme that we uh, in the path <laughs> that we set on, sure. Once upon a time, um, so do you feel like working on? So damn, I feel like Theo Vaughn right now. Where he can just, where he can like just <laughs> take, actually take <laughs> off. Um, a lot of people like give a lot of grievance to like franchise or franchises or franchising on on X IP or whatever you know. Instead of making an original project, you know they expand on previous projects. You know Star Wars, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World. Um, all of these things that actually that actually expand on a on a an already established canon. How do you feel regarding that? Like, do you prefer that as opposed to lo- just getting new, completely original, completely innovating storytelling, or do you like lean towards uh, just expanding on, on already established canon? I, I think we can have both. I think um, too much of the world is 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 too one or the other on on a, on a binary of yeah one or the other. I think if we're gonna have Star Wars, there's the galaxy is so big, you can tell stories about Skywalker. You can tell stories away from Skywalker. You can complete. your need for original and creative and innovative can be in star Wars. It can be in a whole, a wholly original story and a wholly original time period that 
we've never seen before. And uh, you can get it that way, but it's still expanding upon the canon of Star Wars. So if we get something that is in 200 ABY, <clears throat> something we don't have any story on, it still expands on the timeline. And because it's new it and is, innovative. It is, yeah, it is 165 years after Rise of Skywalker, but it's 200 years in the future. You know, what story is going to be about? Who is it going to be about? What's the state of the Force? Is it broken? I don't know. Right. Whatever story comes out of it is going to be original. So, I mean, I think we can have both, but also outside of a franchise, we can still have those innovative movies as well. You know, I, I think I think there's a time and place to have your cake and there's a time and place to eat it. Because I love the MCU. No matter how many people claim that there is fatigue, I, I love the... That was going to be my ever, next question. <laughs> I love the ever-evolving story. Um, you know, I mean, am I going to love every single movie? No. Uh, do I? No. Um, but I'm enjoying the ride of this this story that continuously evolves and continues to be told with a whole bunch of story behind it. You know, like, wow, we're in... Let's just say, whoa, wow, we're in like Avengers Kang Dynasty, but I remember, I remember when these, when, when this guy was in the Avengers. So it's like story con continues to be told, um, continues to be, to evolve. And then you can have your, your one-offs like Oppenheimer and Barbie. Enjoy those. Right. So it, it's definitely not one or the other. You know, and, and just to. I'm with you on everything that you said. Just to to acknowledge that I'm I'm with you. But um regarding that that little bit that you said, um Marvel fatigue or superhero fatigue, do you think that such a thing makes sense in the slightest? No. I I I think I think what people are calling fatigue is um just people naturally not wanting to see what they're seeing keep up, keep right. up. you know I, I i brought my brother to to marvels he enjoyed it before we before the movie started he's like i don't know man i just have like fatigue i'm like oh god <laughs> we watched it he enjoyed it he, he loved he loved the movie I mean, and, I, and love. so and so i concluded it's not fatigue it's just you don't want it has become a chore right for sure to keep up with every single thing that comes out and to think that you have to watch hawkeye you have to watch loki you have to watch secret invasion you have to watch I miss mean, marvel and that's one side of it and i think it's the healthier or rather more relatable side of it but the other side is just like because i understand that you know fuck i mean the new avengers come out but there's like 32 projects that i need to watch because it's in the same time like i understand that you know it's it feels like you say it feels like a sure i understand that but a lot of people don't give a shit about watching 32 projects they give mm -hmm. a shit about the fact that the the latest eight projects have not been about the the, tra the traditional story like the male white superhero whatever 
Yeah, but and I so, don't care about those people. <laughs> I don't care about those people either, but that's the loudest portion of the fandom that says superhero fatigue. And I'm like, how can you be fatigued or have fatigue or whatever now that every single project is so different than the previous one? Because, I mean, everyone loves Phase 1 and 2 and 3, but every single project is the same. I mean, Thor, Doctor Strange, Iron Man, they're all the same. Different font, yeah. if even. I mean, they're all the same. <laughs> I mean, unpretentious, arrogant, white, young SOB. I mean, <laughs> messes up and finds out, and then re-examines their life and says, fuck, you know, I mean, I was wrong. I need to be a hero. And then they're a hero. And it just, of course, I'm oversimplifying, but it's just, it's the same with every single one of them. So, yeah, I mean, I just, I just think calling it fatigue is like, if you were to, if you were to watch the next project right now, would you be so tired as to not watch it? Right. I just call it people, people can't keep up. And I think, and I think that's not a symptom of fatigue. It's a symptom of of Marvel not being successful in telling stories that stand on its own. The Marvel stands on its own. And so does She-Hulk. Yeah. And I mean, Eternals. I think like when you watch Marvels, you get all the flashbacks that matter. Right. And you get to know the context of the relationship between Carol and, and, uh, and uh, Monica, but like, for the most part, I think I think they are co- correcting this ship. I think they're course correcting. Loki season two is a good example. It stands on its own. It does. I mean, even even and, it stands on its own from season one. Like, I mean, of course you got to know what's happening with the with the TV or whatever, but it barely addresses any of it. Yeah, and. Uh, and a lot of people are like, oh, now you need to watch Loki season two before you go to Marvel's. No, you don't. Nope. I saw Marvel's before I finished Loki. You know, I saw Marvel's. And then after I finished Loki, I'm like, I still don't, I still don't see the connection here. No. Like, I mean, no, I see the connection, but it's like, I don't see how this would have made my Marvel's view like so much better. Right. And I think that, and I, and I think largely the Marvel creators um, and comic book um, fanatics that do keep up with everything are creating this false zeitgeist that you need to. Just like, ju- just just like with this with Star Wars, you don't need to you don't need to watch everything. No, you don't need to watch Andor. If you watched Rogue One, you might want to watch Andor. You need it. You didn't need to watch Rebels in order to watch Ahsoka. No, you didn't. It gave Even you though a lot of story. people are going to tell you that you did, but you didn't. No, you get you you got the story from them. It's, and it's like who's this Ezra? Lost him ten years ago. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> it just and and regarding the MCU, I've, and and I was going to ask that you know it was one of my talking points that I wrote down. But I mean, too many of these um, made me entirely forget my uh, my plan 
structure for the for the episode but uh i was gonna mention that you know that once you reach a certain point that the canon's gotten so um so rich and extensive you know how do you introduce new fans that have not been able to consume everything that came before and of course that that was a like a red flag or a or a bad omen regarding the future of the mcu but i think miss marvels like you said i think chi hulk i think the eternals loki now even the marvels i think all of those are great examples of being able to do like uh, a project in this already extremely extensive canon without actually be needing to see anything that came before yeah I, mean, I think i mean the end of marvels i mean spoiler alert it's the, like this it's like starting over again right with 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 well i already said spoiler alert but i'm not gonna say it anyway but like <laughs> you know there right. was an idea you know <laughs> but it's just uh, a, uh you know i am gonna say that was my favorite part kamala can pulling a nick fury on kate bishop yeah oh man i i didn't even i didn't even imagine i never let me say that again i never imagined that i needed to see that but i did yeah it was awesome and and you know just like what we were saying you don't need to see hawkeye didn't my, my my brother next to me watching that hadn't seen hawkeye and he was like oh is this like a new hero like yeah just yeah that's a new yeah hero. my wife as well who the hell is that and i'm like oh she's a new hero and she was okay yeah <laughs> it, it did the same thing you can watch hawkeye and, and introduce right. yourself to kate right. bishop but like honestly like if kamala khan is putting the team together and she's got a bow on her back you're like okay right. she's obviously she's a, a team together watcher. yeah well, hey man um I'm just going to say thank you for coming on. You know, I had a blast. Had a lot of fun. Love your takes. And Absolutely. Yeah, it was, it, it was a long time coming. And uh, Yes. So I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm still waiting for my invite. I mean, for the that and the force. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's uh, on the way, you know, but uh, California have... fire, forest fires, you know, shit happens, you know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it got lost, but it, uh, yeah. Listen, we owe a lot of people in fights. So you're going to have to wait your turn. I'm just, I'm kidding. Um, do you have, what is your interest in, in the topic of Shinhati? Cause we already had a, our Ahsoka round table, but this week's episode is going to be talking about her future and where do you, where she's going. You know, I love her, and, and I hold her in the same space as Riva. You know, great character, great introduction, great concept, but where do we go from here? Yeah, so, do you have thoughts? You think you could... I'm, I could, I'm pretty sure you could you Yeah, could I could conjure up some, some thoughts. Okay, I have yeah. some. I mean, I have some. She's already there, right? She's stranded. I mean, Ahsoka's already been... Like trying to help her, so I mean it's all laid out already. Okay. Now the question is, if you're available on Saturday, five p.m. Pacific. Saturday, five p.m. Pacific. That's like, I mean, that's like eight, um, e EST, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm available, but I mean I don't want to push myself into no, the narrative, I'm... man. If you already have some guests, you know I'm just you're not... I'm just 
I'm just messing You're around not because we because because we are in the process of looking for people to talk about it and you're not pushing anyone out you're not pushing it onto me it just so happens that i need to invite you on to die out in the force and we need someone so right then awesome I'm, I'm happy to have you and i'm just pretending you know i have uh, i don't care if i'm pushing anyone on. <laughs> <I'm> like, nah, <laughs> and i'll and right. i'll tell chaco about it and if he has uh, if he has any gripes about it i'll 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 insist no nah, nah. he loves you no nah, you know I, i've been talking to him about having him on here and uh he he said yes, but I mean he didn't reply. Uh, I mean he didn't re-reply. So yeah, we're in he conversations. He doesn't. He doesn't. Listen for 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 it's the amount thing. of stuff. Yeah, for the <laughs> amount of stuff we do together, um, in terms of diet and the force and all and you know all of our um, collaborations, it's hard to get a hold of him. <laughs> and um, I'll give you an example before we're, before I wrap up. Right. Right. Since November 12th, I have messaged him eight times about Diet in the Force and about content and ideas. <clears throat> he has not responded. Damn, what? <laughs> but I mean, yeah, he, I mean but, but he gets back in touch with you, but he gets in he touch does. with you some other way. He no, but he he will eventually because it, okay. Well, it'll come to a point where where it becomes Saturday and he has to be prepared for uh, okay. the show. So so you'll say something like, "What do you think about doing this Friday?" And he'll just ghost you and then reach out on Friday, or just show up on Saturday. Oh, okay, just show up. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean that's yeah, my brother I mean, though. That's my brother. I mean, for the most part, Diet and the Force is the, is the two of us, but I, I typically kind of, I, I I hold the reins on a lot of the setup and stuff, so. Okay. I mean, I will give him free reign on topics, and I was like, what, what do you think we should talk about next week? And if he has something, we'll, we'll do it, but for the most part, if he doesn't respond. You already got to like a. I got to do it. Yeah. Folder on the table, you already got a plan. Yeah. No, but that's, you know, I'm just, I'm like sort of hysterical, you know, I can't, I'm very anxious. Um, It's my nature, you know, so I can't like just hold on, hold out and just like, okay, he'll come around. You know, I just, my mind I've starts spinning learned. and I'm like, oh, I've learned to deal with it. I think because my, my biggest pet peeve is correspondence. Like I, like just for example, if I ask somebody if they want to hang out. Just just say no, don't don't leave me hanging. You know, right, right. If I if I ask, hey, you want to play some games, and then they leave me on red, like that's not cool, man. Oh. Just say don't. Just say no, I don't want to. And then if you say Cor something, correspondence, yeah, then you say something, and they'll like is easy, right? It's just two seconds. I mean, I'm not asking you to like engage in a in a two hour long text like back and forth conversation no i'm just asking you to say yes or no yeah because then they go, they don't reply and then you say something like hey man i mean like there's something going on they're like no what are you on about sure i'm gonna play and i'm like but you didn't say you were gonna play <laughs> so i mean i don't know man that's yeah. just my insecure overthinking 
I don't think it's insecure at all. I I think, I think, uh, I think it's a a failing. Right. Of people in communication. If you cannot simply ask, answer questions. Right, right, right. It's, it's simple. Hey man, thank you for coming on. You know, absolutely. I'm looking forward to, to possibly finally the stars aligning and me being on that in the forest, you know, it, it, but uh just i'll I'll send you the link just show up at Sa- on, right. on on saturday no but man hey you. man thank you i had a blast really uh and i'm hoping like maybe somewhere down the line really delving into king wolf yeah just because you're the first person that i know to actually be a fan of team wolf i mean i mean that's you saw strange. it are you a fan yeah the, no you're that's strange that... you consider yourself a fan yeah I actually went to Paleyfest and and and, and saw saw a panel with with Posey oh. and and them, nice. but that's strange that. Well, like I said, I, the way I reconcile with it is like people didn't watch MTV for the TV, right? <laughs> so it is what it is. I mean, I, I I am a little surprised you haven't met any any other fans of Teen Wolf, but I mean, now but... that I think about it, I haven't had very many conversations with anyone else either about it. So, I mean, not from Puerto Rico, man. I mean. I mean, that doesn't mean a lot to you, but if you were from here, you'd know. Like, growing, I'm, I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. You know, I own mm-hmm. three versions of the Lord of the Rings extended editions. Like, I have it on DVD, on Blu-ray, and on 4K. I have, like, five versions of the books. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fans, fan. I have, like, over 300 fi- action figures. And I'm saying this just to reiterate, reiterate. Oh, fuck, I can't say it. Reiterate. 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 Yeah, I can't say. It. You know, I'll I'll just surrender. Iter. Reiterate. Yeah. Great. Reiterate. I'll just conjure. Sometimes a, it helps. Right. <laughs> Sometimes it helps to do a British accent. Um. But yeah. Um. So I'm just saying that to like just you know emphasize that but uh i only ever met one person that loved the lord of the rings up until now aside from my wow. family and aside from the friends i've made um in social media you know i've i've had um don on the podcast you know silmar emily you know i've talked to uh a bunch of others you know the community on tiktok and social media mm-hmm. but in real life like in my in my surroundings in puerto rico i've only ever met one dude but just That's one crazy. guy. And of course, my, my friends all in the years that I've uh, like forced to get into it and have actually <laughs> become fans. But aside from that, it just, it's not like part of the culture here. Like, I don't know, we'll, we'll no, all watch Star Wars on premiere day and Marvel on premiere day. But aside from that, they're, they stay to the shadows. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, th- I think, uh, for the most part, that's how that's how the majority of the fandom is. As I try to not sneeze, um, I think I think if I think if 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 every single fan in the world were outspoken and had a voice, the grifters would be completely drowned out. Because uh, you look at like the subreddit slash r saltier than crate, there's like. 200,000 people mm. that's not even a drop in the bucket of how many Star Wars fans there are out there right so yeah 
there are more of us there are more of us yeah but hey man i'll i'll let, i'll leave you to it because uh Thank you for watching. Um, if you made it this far, thank you. And as you can see, it was a great time, right? We had fun. We uh we messed around with uh um dove deeper into the world of not only Star Wars but um the fandoms as a whole. So we were just uh we were the fellowship of fandoms talking about the fandoms that are in our fellowship. So thank you for joining, thank you for watching, thank you for listening, if that's what what you what you did. Um, stick around, you know, every episode is just as good. We have a good time and we're trying to build something here, a place that, that everybody can just come to and just be able to love what they love and also offer, um, critiques because I mean, as you saw in the episode, we don't love everything. We, you don't have to love everything in order for, for, for things to be positive. And that's, I think that's a big takeaway that you can, that you can take, um, from this. So yeah, thank you for watching. That's at underscore element seven in social media. And, uh, he has his own podcast, Died in the Force. I was lucky enough to be a guest on the latest episode. Um, find, find that on YouTube and just, yeah, until the next one, thank you for watching and please stick around and be a part of the Fellowship of Fandoms.